Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 1119, season 11, episode 19. Yeah. As the revelations of the pandemic come into view, we see even more chaos being set up on our horizons. That's right. I have titled this episode, Cyber Pandemic, Poison Hesitancy, and The Hour of Need. Because we are most certainly in need of greater things right now, of even deeper understanding of the days. <laughs> yeah, we have a very, as always, these these shows are definitely not going to be lackluster going forward. They're definitely going to be more and more intense, more and more epic as we try to navigate the insanity. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is uh yeah there you go i think what i'm going to do uh for our exclusive members is go ahead and activate the telegram chat so we can be live unfortunately they won't hear some of the transmissions that we do the 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 video uh but this is again for people who join our exclusive membership program you guys get to be with us right live right whenever we're we're recording how cool is that uh, it's it's kind of like having the podcast on the go, kind of like having me on the go. You don't have to be there in the studio when things are going down. You know. But uh, salutations, Pamela. Salutations, Pamela. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about how we are launching. We're starting the show right now. We're recording this week's podcast episode right now. Uh, before exclusive members, how it's kind of like uh, the shows that we do during the week where you guys are able to join us. And so just like that, bam, Pamela joined us and uh, we are live recording the, the, the podcast episode. Um, I was mentioning to beforehand, Pamela, that uh, for the people who are listening through audio, you guys are good on Telegram. It's just whenever we play the clips, unfortunately, you won't hear much of that. But we don't have a whole lot of clips lined up in this episode. Or we have like a total of maybe uh, three, six, like 12 or so. Yeah, we got a couple of clips, but for the most of it, for the most part, it's going to be chatter. Yeah, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, clearly what's going on with the cyber pandemic, attacks on our infrastructure, these cyber attacks, how this is going to the major Internet out- outage, how this is going to aid more of the Agenda 21 mindset, sustainable development, and more supply chain disruptions and, and everything that comes with that. We're going to be talking about the cyber pandemic, uh, people being hesitant with the poison that they're putting out there. You've got nurses coming out. Uh, you've got China building four, uh, 25 more level four vi- virology labs. You don't hear anything about this uh, and all kinds of other strangeness with the poison. People filing patents for the vaccine before the virus was like announced. 
crazy things like that. And then we're basically going to end the episode talking about what I can only keep describing as politically correct population control. Uh, we have a, a video of a woman cackling after she's, uh, she's, she's planted abortion and she's happy that she's not getting pregnant and she's banging back wine. Like this is a good thing. This comes, you know, when just last week we were talking about transgenderism, the, 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 the nullo fad, right? Uh, we have a lot of different things we'll be talking about in the third segment. It's going to kind of be like a grab bag of, again, politically correct population control, how they're getting us to love our servitude, love being enslaved, um, and, 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 and actively participate in the willful destruction of our race. It's not good, man. And so uh, before that, let me go ahead and do a quick plug. And then we will go ahead and start the show for you good people. If you guys want to support this operation, if you want to be like Pamela, you guys can join our exclusive membership program uh, where you get access to clearly exclusive members content uh, before the episode even drops. You're literally in the studio with us. Not only that, but you support what we're doing. You help us get it out there. You get access to our biweekly meetings that we take pl- that, that take place. Uh, we have archived content. We have a lot of different things that we're trying to expand with the exclusive membership program. So if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by hitting the link in your description bar. Get a subscription tier. Uh, what we will have to be, what we'll be rolling out and integrating uh, is the Gray Man Briefing. They, we're, we're, we're going to be teaming up with them. They're going to be giving you guys like a, a, a exclusive code so you can get their uh, their classified briefings as well. And I think that's kind of what we have to do moving forward is link up and network with other organizations that are doing what we're doing. That way, whenever people do support us, you don't just support us. You support the network. You support the the, the community. You support the movement and so much more. Yeah. Subscription tiers. The website has not launched. It's been a busy, just the website has not been launched. <laughs> I'll try to get that up for you guys as fast as possible. Um, obviously, my Patriot Supply for storable goods. We'll be talking about you know why, again, you guys need storable goods. The cyber pandemic basically is the power outages, the food shortages, the unemployment, the currency manipulation, the supply line disruption. It's all of that. That's the cyber pandemic. We'll be talking more about that uh, later on in the show. But uh, final thing, and I'm not really sure this is a thing, but it's something I kind of want to mention to you guys. I put it in our public chat and our public group, and it's just this uh, – it's, it's, it's a documentary, if anything. An animated music video. I'm not sure what you would call it, but KJ Osborne from uh, KJ's What Happened – and the scariest movie ever channel on YouTube recently put out a a series or a a a a, a video. Let me see if I can pull it up here for you guys real quick. I would recommend you go to, to go check it out. But um, it's like an hour and a half long. So if you're watching this show, you listen to it. You know, it's 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 right up your alley. It's called "The Stage Is Set for Satan's Great Delusion 2021." And I would recommend you guys go check it out because there has been an abnormal amount of information coming out right now with UFOs, with aliens, right? We went into a rant, a rant about this earlier in the week. 
uh, but in this animated music video or this 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 conscious media that KJ puts out, he does a great job of explaining how the stage is being set for the Antichrist's return, how they're getting us to embrace the concept of alien gods and all kinds of other things, man. I would highly recommend you guys go check it out because it's very well done uh, and it's very poignant for the time we're in. Like I could just, I myself almost went through and just started picking out all the articles that have been coming out from President Barack, former President Barack Obama talking about UFOs and aliens to the Pentagon getting involved to, you know, the advocation of, 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 of disclosure and so much more. You know, you got to see what they're setting us up for. So as COVID-19 gets exposed, you see them already setting up the next agenda. And if you want to know what the next agenda is, make sure you watch this video. Didn't get paid for it, but I definitely think that you guys would benefit from taking a gander at it. Well worth the couple of minutes. And with that being said, let's go ahead and start getting into the news. Let's go ahead and start the show. So, oh man, you know, I tell you, it seems like every day things are just getting out of control. Uh, But the thing is, is we know these people operate in that context. Order app KO, from order comes chaos. And, you know, I can't help but think how they've given us this, this, this puppet. They put him up here to make it seem like, you know, he's competent. But really, he's not. And it's it's a dangerous game they're playing, man. I feel like every time Joe Biden opens up his mouth, it's like a gaff, And, you know, he's being dead serious. And all the while we're laughing at this, this, this joker, uh, we're seeing the establishment get progressively stronger. Progressively more powerful. Uh, we didn't get around to posting it. It'll probably come out either today or tomorrow. But they're saying they need to use the full weight of the establishment to come after political dissidents. The same way they handle international terrorism is the same way they need to handle domestic terrorism. They're saying they need to take out the command and control operation of the opposition. And so just like that, war has been declared on the American populace by the establishment. So while we're over here laughing at Joe Biden literally being like, the definition of a gaff, literally being the definition of foot and mouth, insert foot and mouth. We're, 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 we're laughing at this clown as the circus is being weaponized against us. And so this is going to, this is, this is going to paint a very interesting future, a very interesting picture for our future. Uh, but let me go ahead and start getting into the articles and painting the picture of what I mean. I'm going to play for you guys real quick a clip you know what? Because we're trying something new over here. Let's see if we can pull this up over here on, on the Telegram web. Where it talks about Biden's energy secretary and how the cyber attacks, they're expected to stay. So it's not like we're going to do anything about the cyber attacks. Like, you know, figure out who's doing them, why they're perpetrating them, how this is going to affect us, things like this. No, 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 no. What they're saying is the cyber attacks are likely to occur and they're most likely going to be with us for quite some time. They're telling you get used to being attacked. 
get used to having your stuff stolen. This is just this is just the way things are now. It's crazy because none of this stuff was happening whenever Trump was in office. It's like they gave us this weak leader so that we could literally be be hounded by our adversaries. And then at the same time being told it's a good thing. You know, America's bad. America was never going to be great. You guys need to be plundered. Here is uh, Biden's Commerce Secretary saying that the cyber attacks on American businesses are here to stay. And if anything, will intensify. Let's start with these cyber attacks. Eight attacks every day in the United States right now. They're targeting food. They're targeting gas. They're targeting television, our water supply. Does the government have to do more to force businesses to protect themselves and their customers? So I think the first thing we have to recognize is this is the reality and we should assume and businesses should assume that these attacks are here to stay and if anything will intensify. And so just last week, the uh, White House sent out a letter broadly to the business community urging the business community to do more. The thing, the only good news here, George, is that some very simple steps like two-factor authentication, having proper backups and backup technology can be enormously helpful against uh, a wide variety of these attacks. So it is clear that the private sector needs to be more vigilant, by the way, including small and medium-sized companies. And also, uh, President Biden has been clear that we are going to do more. In fact, certain components of the American Jobs Plan provide for investments to shore up the nation's cyber um, infrastructure, which is just another reason why it's so important that the AJP passes. You know, what's so crazy is, is there was an article out today talking about how we need to be prepared for solar storms, EMP attacks, and increasing cyber attacks on our infrastructure. I, I, I had wanted to mention it during the news cruise, but I got so excited with Pamela being here, announcing some of the new features and the things that we're doing, I didn't even go through the news cruise. Uh, but yeah, no, that's definitely one of the talking points that they're trying to tell us is get used to, again, intensified attacks on our infrastructure. Cybersecurity is going to be a massive thing in the future going forward because that's what's happening. And I said this just the other week too, that in this administration, everything that they can't take care of politically and publicly, they will use cyber cyber attacks and cyber hackers to carry it out. And that's what we're seeing right there, right? We're seeing the introduction of this, right? Of the, of the, the, the cyber attacks and everything that's going to come with that. But here's another component that I want people to kind of ponder, right? Like just, uh, just, just kind of think about this. They're saying, Hey, get used to seeing some of these cyber attacks, get used to seeing your infrastructure being, uh, you know, under attack as we're seeing all these things take place. Check this out. I'm going to play for you a quick clip of Jane Fonda, I think she's either an activist or a Hollywood actress. These days, they're kind of interchangeable. But uh, here is Jane Fonda encouraging anti-pipeline activists in Minnesota to mess with critical U.S. infrastructure. And so what I'm trying to say is here come the eco-extremists. Here come the terrorists. And so while they're telling us, hey, get used to these attacks on our infrastructure, 
here are people that have been propagandized to that say, hey, these attacks on our infrastructure are a good thing. And so while we have shadowy organizations uh, infiltrating infra infiltrating our infrastructure and crippling us, right, you also have, I don't want to say brainwashed people. I don't want to say liberal people. I don't want to say that type of stuff. But you have people who are disconnected from what's really going on, and they don't see how they're falling right into the position that they need to play. So here is Jane Fonda encouraging more attacks on pipelines. I can foresee other attacks on uh, windmills, solar farms, any other crazy things like that. Because again, these are eco extremists. These are eco activists. These are social justice warriors who are being told these attacks on your infrastructure are a good thing. Here we go. Power. Ask the Army Corps of Engineers to halt the permit and take time to do a proper evaluation. Line three, along with a number of other things, including, uh, well, a lot of pipelines, um, was rushed through by a lame duck president without proper environmental impact studies. And, you know, Biden has said there are three things that are important to him as a client president. Protecting climate, not, not making climate crisis worse, protecting natural resources, especially water, and environmental justice, which in this case means tribal sovereignty. So we want to hold him to it. He's done some wonderful things environmentally and climate-wise, but we are facing a really a, a, a major existential crisis and we're running out of time. So he can't do a few good things over here, great as they are, and we're grateful. And then over here where people may not be paying so much attention, let's things go ahead. Even the rather conservative International Energy Association said two weeks ago, that's it. We can't have any new fossil fuel development. We don't even have the ability to burn what we already have developed if we're going to stay at 1.5 degrees Celsius, which is what science says we have to do. Science. And so, you know, what, what we've learned historically is that when a whole lot of people get together and raise a ruckus, it, uh, it has an effect, especially on a president like Biden. I wonder why it's not having an effect on his vice president, because you have a fair amount of people saying, Kamala, take a trip to the border. What are you doing? Oh, we don't want to hear any of what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe if enough people make a ruckus about all this, we might get action. I doubt it. But the idea behind that, again, is you have all of these things going on in for it, on our in, with our infrastructure. We're literally being attacked. And they think it's a great idea to, you know what, let's take it a step even farther. Let's go right after our own infrastructure. This comes off of the heels of the Keystone Pipeline, of the Colonial Pipeline. We're having our power shut off. And again, people being propagandized to think that this is a wonderful thing. Is it this great? Is it this awesome? I'm doing my part. I'm destroying your future. What are you doing? Check this out right here. Uh, speaking of more about the cyber pandemic right here, Biden's America. 60 members of Congress are victims of the latest ransomware attack. This comes from Christina Lalia over there at the Gateway Pundit. They put this up June 8th. And think about this, right? They're telling you, get used to these attacks. It's not that we're going to fix them. 
It's not that we're going to make our infrastructure better. No, we're just going to blame Russia. We're going to blame Russia and take your rights at the same time. Let me get into this article. This is this is Biden's America. 60 House of offices from both sides of the aisle were hit with a ransomware attack. Online vendor, high constituent, has been compromised by a ransomware attack, NBC News reported. According to spokesman for the House Chief of Administratives, David O'Boyle, the hacker attack has not had any impact on House data. That's what they say now. NBC News reported this, saying an online vendor that provides constituent services for House offices has been compromised by a ransomware attack, NBC News confirmed Tuesday morning. The vendor told O'Boyle's office that the, quote, that their e-newsletter system was hit with a ransomware attack. He said, noting that the system has an external service available for house offices to buy. Quote, at this time, the CAO is not aware of any impact on the to house data, O'Boyle said. Quote, the CEO or the CAO is coordinating with the impacted offices supported by the iConstituent and has taken measures to ensure that the attack does not affect the house network and offices data. Goes on to say that the largest ferry service to Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket was hit with a ransomware attack last Wednesday. A hacking group with links to the Chinese government penetrated the Metropolitan Transportation Authority's computer system in April. In the last month, ransomware hackers have targeted the Colonial Pipeline and the world's largest meat supplier, JBS. We'll be talking about them shortly. It says a few weeks ago, ransomware attacker hackers shut down the, the Colonial Pipeline creating gas lines and shortages in southeastern states. JBS, the world's largest beef supplier, was hit with a ransomware attack on Sunday, threatening U.S. meat supply. One-fifth of U.S. Beef, beef production was wiped out after JBS paused processing at five of its biggest plants, its biggest beef plants, which manage a total of 22,500 cattle per day. Joe Biden's message to the criminals around the world is this. The U.S. is too weak to stop cyber attacks, so go ahead and hack our infrastructure. There you have it. You can go after cabinet members. You can go after Congress members. You can go after the world's largest meat supply, and we won't do anything. If anything, Joe Biden will hop up over there with ice cream, and he'll say, chocolate, chocolate, chip. Joe Biden, Joe, what are you doing about, you know, (laughs) what are you doing, period? Mm, Chocolate, chocolate, chip. Joe, you're, you're, some of your cabinet members are being attacked right now. What are you going to do about this, Joe? I'm going to eat some chocolate chocolate chip ice cream. This is, this is supposed to be our commander in chief right now. This incompetent man that's over here eating ice cream, making passes at little children, forgetting that he's president. Kid you not. Let me play the clip for you. He forgets he's president. <laughs> I kid, I kid you not. Let me play this clip for you, and then we'll get back into uh, the realness of the show. More about this energy attack on our infrastructure and more. I kid you not. Just before coming onto the air earlier this morning, I played the clip, or I put the clip up where Joe Biden says, oh, I I keep forgetting I'm president. He's speaking at the, uh, the Royal Air Force Base, Mildenhall. Here it is. <laughs> Come on. 
the city, you're 14 years old. I was 14, you look like that is. Yeah, he keeps forgetting his president. At this very same speech is where he said that climate change is the greatest threat that our generation will ever face. Yeah, but here, let's get back into more of the news, more of the other things that are taking place, describing the cyber pandemic and everything else that comes with it. Uh, Check this out right here. Energy Secretary warns adversaries are capable of shutting down U.S. power grids. It's like, well, why are you telling people this? This comes from signs that's uh, in Times headline. They put this up June 7th. It's like, why would you tell people that we are incapable of defending ourselves? I mean, obviously, you know, it's like telling a jewel thief that you have, you know, the most secure uh, uh, system in the entire world. You're going to try to trigger them, you know, to come in and, and, and try to steal your jewel and at the same time test your surveillance system. But again, the logic, why are you advocating or announcing that our adversaries are capable of shutting down the U.S. power grid. Let's get into this article. It says, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm on Sunday admitted that the U.S. adversaries currently have the capability to shut down U.S. power grids with cyber attacks. CNN's quote, State of the Union anchor Jake Tapper asked Granholm whether she believed that U.S. adversaries pose a potential threat to U.S. power grids, prompting Granholm to respond, quote, yeah, they do, end quote. I think they are very malign actors who are trying even as we speak. There are thousands of attacks on all aspects of the energy sector and the private sector generally, Granholm said. Quote, the meat plant, for example, it's happening all the time. This is why the private sector and the public sector have to work together, and this is what the president is doing. Granholm went on to say that President Biden is working with U.S. allies and countries across the world, including Russia, to prevent future cyber attacks. Quote, The president has issued these executive orders to make sure that our own house is in order, making sure that the citizens are able to protect themselves. My mother, who was 86 years old two weeks ago, got a cyber, not a ransomware, but was hacked. Quote, Granholm said, quote, the bottom line is we've all got to up our game with respect to our cyber defenses. The president is doing that. Whether you're a private or public sector, you shouldn't be paying ransomware tax because it only encourages the bad guys, Granholm concluded. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimundo also weighed in on the threat of cyber attacks in the United States targeting food and gas during an interview on ABC's quote this week, saying they are, quote, here to stay and will intensify in the future. That's what we can expect. We can expect increasing destabilizing events attacks on our critical infrastructure, activists like Jane Fonda running up on running up on these pipelines saying that this is a good thing. Right? That they will intensify. Expect them. And what did we have earlier this week? Right? Earlier this week we experienced something similar. There was an outage, an internet outage that took place earlier this week. Yeah, really, it did. Kid you not. Uh, now, I don't want to say this is a cyber attack. To me, I think it could have been something else, if you want my God to honest truth. 
uh, at that time, at, at the time frame of some of these revelations taking place, some of this information coming out, there was talk that there was a, what was it? Not subterranean, but underwater plates, not tectonic plates, but underwater shelves of earth were basically shifting like crags in the ground, deep underground, deep under the water, uh, like shelves of shelves, basically shelves of underground water were falling down. And basically what they were trying to allude to is that there's earthquakes taking place. And so some of the things that were down there are kind of getting mixed up and continuing along with that thought pattern. What I'm trying to say is maybe some of the cable lines that they run for the internet, some of the fiber optic, the fire, whatever it is, how they're running their 5G, I'm not sure. Maybe that had to do something with, you know, the internet, I'm not sure. But I find it very coincidental that as we have underwater plates and underwater uh, shelves of earth moving, we have, again, cyber attacks on our infrastructure and more. Uh, but check this out. This comes from Strange Sounds. It says major internet outage shuts down huge websites and apps like CNN, the New York Times, Guardian, Reddit, and Spotify. They put this up June 8th. It says websites and apps around the world went down Tuesday morning, including government websites such as gov.uk, e-commerce websites like Target, and media websites like CNN, The Guardian, and the New York Times. First, everybody thought it was a widespread ransom attack because when Fastly went down, it went down hard. Three quarters of the traffic coming from Fastly disappeared around 5.49 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, according to Doug Midori, director of the Internet Analysis for Kentic, a cloud company that assists large companies with network problems. Traffic began returning about 50 minutes later. Goes on to say that the outage affected dozens of countries across the Americas, Europe, and Asia as well as South Africa. The problem appeared to be related to an outage at Fastly, a cloud service provider, which reported a widespread failure. It says it has identified and fixed the issue, but many websites continue to be unavailable for some users as of 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Fastly supports news sites like news sites and apps like CNN, The Guardian, The New York Times, and many others. It also provides content delivery for Twitch, Pinterest, HBO Max, Hulu, Reddit, Spotify, and other services. What are they doing? What's the role in the outage? Stuff like this. Uh, you get where we go from there. But the idea is that we are seeing the fragility of our society. Right? We're seeing how quickly everything we once knew, everything we once protected, how how quickly it can go. Right? Call me crazy, but my mind, I start thinking about, because you hear about this too, uh, whenever you hear about people having prophetic dreams or or anything of that nature, you know, they talk about how quickly in their dreams, in their visions, how quickly it turns from day to night, just boom, instantaneous. They're having ice cream, they're out there enjoying the day, and then a dark cloud comes over them, and then something happens, and then it's nothing but terror and chaos and destabilized reality from there. And I feel like that's kind of what we're seeing. These are the birth pangs. We are seeing everything we thought was safe, everything we thought was normal, being attacked, poked, prodded, not necessarily belittled, 
but it's definitely underneath attack. And as they said, it's most likely going to intensify. You know. And so what that's going to do is force people to become a little bit more, uh, a little bit more technologically oriented, getting us even deeper into the technocracy, dependent upon technology and so much more. And just like that, they've tiptoed us into the scientific dictatorship because the sad part is we can't even pull away from how much we've all become dependent upon technology. <laughs> no, we can't. And so what, what's happening now is they're just gradually inculcating us into this new reality saying, hey, you can't get away from technology. Technology is going to be an, an, an integral asset of your life. Get used to it. You are now going to be synonymous with technology. And all this does really is prove more of my point that in the future, there shall be only transhumans in the technocracy, not regular humans. Let me play for you real quick a clip of Biden's DOJ secretary uh, admitting that she paid ransom. She paid the ransomware. But here's the kicker. And I talked about this earlier. Here's the kicker. They announced that they were able to recover some of the ransom that they paid to Darkside, the people that had hacked the colonial pipeline. They were able to recover some of the ransom because they had the cryptocurrency wallet address. Isn't that convenient? Is, isn't it convenient that you have the password of the people that hacked you? It's almost like you ran a test transaction to see if you could recover the money that you gave. What I'm trying to say is here's the DOJ kind of, you know, playing themselves, <laughs> acting like we don't know what's going on. Uh, but let's play this and then we'll continue on from there. After Colonial Pipeline's quick notification to law enforcement and pursuant to a seizure warrant issued by the United States District Court for the Northern District of California earlier today, the Department of Justice has found and recaptured the majority of the ransom Colonial paid to the Dark Side Network in the wake of last month's ransomware attack. Ransomware attacks are always unacceptable, but when they target critical infrastructure, we will spare no effort in our response. Darkside is a ransomware as a service network. That means developers who sell or lease ransomware to use in attacks in return for a fee or a share in the proceeds. Darkside and its affiliates have been digitally stalking US companies for the better part of last year and indiscriminately attacking victims that include key players in our nation's critical infrastructure. Today, we turned the tables on dark side. Oh. By going after the entire ecosystem that fuels ransomware and digital extortion attacks, including criminal proceeds in the form of digital currency, 
we will continue to use all of our tools and all of our resources to increase the cost and the consequences of ransomware attacks and other cyber-enabled attacks. Interesting. Interesting. Admirable words. We'll see about the follow-through. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because of what I said beforehand. We cannot get away from how integrated we as a society has become due to the technology, right? Like we've got to legitimately look at how how much we've been addicted to it, right? How much we're using it, what the whole what the whole purpose of it is, and everything else that comes with that. You know, we have. We've outsourced the production of virtually everything in the United States. Everything we got addicted basically to, 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 to overnight delivery, overnight shipping. And there are some people that don't want to give that away. That's why you got them, you know, setting up 5G, right? Nobody ever asked the question of what happened to the whole 5G debate during the whole pandemic. But we were so worried about that. We're, we're not seeing how they're creating the Internet of everything. And I thoroughly believe that's why we're seeing a lot more of the push with the social credit score system and everything that comes with that. Uh, let me get into this next article to, again, break down what's happening to us as a society uh, and, 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 and how all of this kind of plays out, at least how I see this like in, in, in my eyes. Uh, I had mentioned it earlier, but like I said, outsourcing the production of virtually everything has brought the U.S., to the brink of a nightmare scenario for the U.S. economy. This comes from Michael Snyder of the most important news. Uh, they put this up over there in Activist Post on June 7th, and it's going to be exactly that we're going to be talking about in this very lengthy article, which I would recommend you guys go check out. We're, gonna, we're not going to read it in its entirety. I just kind of want to get some of this on on record. But we're going to be talking about, again, the the, the, the overnight shipping, uh, the, 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 the massive amount of consumerism that's associated with this, the Internet of Things, and so much more. How thin our society is and just the dangers with that. Like we found out during the pandemic that we literally don't even manufacture all of our pharmaceuticals. So if we were ever to get into some type of hypothetical conflict with China, all they'd have to do is turn the spigot off and we would just die out here in the desert. Let's read this, and then we'll continue on from there. It says, many of the imbalances that are contributing to the nightmarish shortages that we are currently witnessing are not going to be solved anytime soon. Ever since I started the economics collapse blog, I have been warning that outsourcing the production of just about everything and running massive trade deficits year after year would eventually have serious consequences down the road. Well, now we are officially, quote, down the road, and our incredibly fluish foolish trade policies have put us in a very precarious position during the quote good times being extremely dependent on the rest of the world to make stuff for us wasn't a problem but now it is rapidly becoming a national security issue for example without a steady flow of computer ships our society is as automated as it is formulated today simply could not function we need computer chips for our vehicles, for the trucks that transport all of our goods, for the farm equipment that produces our food, for the extremely sophisticated equipment in our hospitals, and for the millions upon millions of electronic devices 
they connect to the internet. The global chip shortage has been a very painful reminder of how exceedingly dependent we have become on technology. And it has also shown us how unwise it is to outsource production of most of our chips to Asia. Back in 1990, the United States produced 37% of, of all computer chips in the world. Today, that number falls to just 12%. Business leaders are now pledging to start ramping up production here in the U.S., but that will take an extended period of time. And Intel's CEO is openly admitting that his current shortage of chips could take, quote, several years to be resolved. Think about this. So from, from the microchips that produce your phone, that produce your car, that produce like the automated cars to deliver the food, we're having shortages. I only want to read a little bit more of this because we have another article where they talk about creating a uh, supply chain disruption committee. Biden saying that he's going to get involved with what's going on with the supply chain. The freaking COVID what's going on with the supply chain, getting the government involved in the in, in, in the economics of all this. They're, uh, that's not good. What I'm trying to say is this purposeful disruption and the schism that's being caused is going to set the pace and pave the way for sustainable development. So everything we're going to read here is going to be so on point that you're going to see how the, 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 the organized and controlled collapse of the modern world is being done so they can purposely throttle everything to get us on, on, on what they think is a, uh, an even playing field where they can just selectively choose who are the winners and make people losers, right? We talked about this at the end of last year. What Pope Francis, MasterCard, Visa, and various other banks call inclusive capitalism. Let me get back into this. It says, sadly, there are many other industries where our outsourcing makes us extremely vulnerable. Did you know that 60% of all apple juice that is sold in this country now comes from China? Just taken together, these laws explain why the apple orchards near my hometown disappeared. Nearly 60% of this apple juice sold in the United States comes from China, even though most of Americans have a climate conducive to apple production. The problem is so bad that salmon caught in the United States is shipped to China for processing and then shipped back to the United States for consumption. There's no reason why we can't make our own apple juice. In fact, weather conditions are ideal for apples growing in much of the nation. And how hard could it be to gather apples and squeeze the juice out of them? We should be able to do that here. But during the, quote, good times, big corporations discovered that they can make a little bit more profit by outsourcing to China. And so that's what they did. Over the decades, big corporations have come to dominate food production in America. And this has pushed small family farmers to the brink of extinction. Now, I think this would be a good point for me to kind of put a pause on this particular article and move on over here to this next one where it talks about out here in New Mexico, a rancher is under siege. He's detailed how illegal immigration is poisoning his livestock and driving cattle away. And so if we're just worried about food production, how we outsource everything, right? We're literally not even dealing with what's here. I think that's the crazy part. And so this cyber pandemic has really been able to highlight how we've been slacking how we are on a knife's edge, razor thin, how fragile society has become and how what Donald Trump is talking about, how China's the problem. We need to be a little bit more 
uh, a little bit more a little bit more energy independent that's not a bad thing that's not racist it's not is it's it's not it's not bad to be a nationalist it's not bad to care about your 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 nation and and to have like an america first policy but again because we've all become interconnected this is the globalization aspect it it, it seems like a good thing on paper it seems altruistic in nature but when you look at it through a global lens we all end up losing quality of life goes down life expectancy goes down cost of life goes up it's not a good thing right here this comes from chris field of the blaze they put this up june 7th says new mexico rancher says property is under siege he's detailing how illegal immigration is poisoning the livestock and driving cattle away from food says new mexico rancher russell johnson whose property runs for eight miles Along the U.S.-Mexico border, told Fox News on Monday that President Joe Biden's illegal immigration crisis has his property, as Fox put it, quote, under siege. The biggest problem he is currently experiencing, he told Fox News, is the treatment of his cattle. According to Johnson, illegal aliens' actions are poisoning and scaring off his cattle, driving them away from their food sources. Johnson, whose family has ranched along the border for more than 100 years, indicated that he has long dealt with illegal immigrants trapezing across his land. But, he told Fox News, since Biden took office, he has seen a, quote, dramatic increase in illegal foot traffic that is hurting his ranching operation. At this current sturge, he is causing severe problems for his livestock. What I want to do real quick, guys, is play a clip for you while I read this. Salutations, Lucas, for joining us. Uh, through StreamYard. Salutations, my friend. And I think Jensen has also joined us via Telegram. Salutations to Jensen, one of our newest exclusive members. And uh, salutations to uh, uh, Lucas as well for joining us. But what I want to play for you guys real quick while I read this article, as you have all kinds of calls for for for, for Kamala Harris to go down to, to the border, I want to play a video of uh, of border border patrol having a literal issue trying to catch the immigrants that are coming in through the border. Let me see if I can find it. It's a crazy clip because you're literally seeing uh, you're seeing border patrol get the slip, basically. I think it's overwhelmed, maybe. Yeah, they're like overwhelmed. You're seeing Border Patrol try to navigate through illegal immigrants as they basically just like overtake these guys. I don't know if, if uh, I don't know if I'll be able to find it here. Maybe I should have done a little bit more preparation, but you guys kind of get the point. Uh, people are being overrun. We are seeing a massive surge down there at the border. And it's all being done by design. Uh, Because, again, if we're over here worried about our infrastructure, we're having cyber attacks, everything else that goes on, supply chain disruptions. Why are we advertising that that we can we can help and take care of all these people? And I know we need to be a little. Let me read this and then we'll continue on, because this is this is merely a drop and everything else that goes that's going on. I want to read this and I'll play for you that clip of Kamala Harris saying, don't come. It's only racist whenever Trump says, don't come. 
but apparently it's not racist when Kamala Harris does, Kamala Harris does it. Uh, <laughs> a dramatic increase in illegal foot traffic. And we played the clips here on the show too of 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 little, little like like little five year old little Mexican girls abandoned on the Rio Grande at the edge of farms. And it's crazy. Otro boro, over the boro, otro boro. These people are coming over the border. We play. I did. I don't think I uploaded it to to Telegram, but I have like an hour long video clip on our phone where it just shows you just like a train of people coming through the Rio Grande, and it's crazy. Uh, all of this is crazy. This is modern slavery because these people are tracked. They don't just get to come here, right? They, they, they definitely are tracked and monitored the whole way from the coyotes that 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 either put them in the 18 wheelers or to the, the coyotes that 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 put them underneath underneath trucks and all kinds of other stuff. It's crazy. It's a literal epidemic right now. And uh, Kamala Harris won't go to the border. So let's let's read this and I'll play that clip for you. It says and this current stage is causing even more severe problems for his livestock, saying, quote, Every time we've had a dramatic surge of foot traffic like this, you get the common problems that everybody sees along the border with trash being left behind. The backpacks, clothing, all the stuff that's in the backpack gets scattered across the rangeland, Johnson said, quote, and that's horrible for cattle to encounter, especially if they attempt to consume it. The current drought conditions in the area are only exacerbating the problem, Johnson said. With less food currently growing for the cattle to graze on, quote, our cattle are struggling and struggling to get enough food to maintain their body conditions. He explained, quote, so we're having to feed them, but we still have pretty good usable food in the areas along the border. And because we're having such an increase on in foot traffic, it's keeping our cattle driven out of the areas. But no matter how much Johnson does to push his cattle to use this usable food, the illegal alien foot traffic is keeping the livestock away, saying, quote, we've had to try to push them back into these areas and they keep getting pushed out by the amount of traffic that's coming through, he said, particularly in the three-quarter mile gap that's been left funneling all this traffic into our area. The gap Johnson mentioned is one he has hit out at the administration over before. Back in mid-March, Johnson told Fox News that when Biden put a halt on the border fence, he left a three-quarter mile gap that serves to funnel illegals directly onto Johnson's ranch land. And most of, the, most of, these, most of those immigrants are criminals not the, quote, unaccompanied minors the administration is focused on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is a uh, hot-button topic when discussing immigration, um, discussing what's coming over the border, <laughs> and how, how all of this is going to play out. You know, I was talking with somebody about how you really couldn't go through the legal asylum seeking process and how that's kind of how this whole situation works. Like they don't get, they don't get asylum. Like you can't apply for asylum in your own land because the process takes too long and um, it costs too much. It costs like, like 30 or $40,000 basically American to migrate legally and lawfully from Mexico and South America up here. So do you have $40,000? You got $30,000? You got crime. You got, you got, you know, violent crime. You got rape. 
you have homelessness, you have drugs, you have you have all this crazy stuff going on, and you're trying to come up with thirty thousand dollars to start a new life. What are you going to do? Are you going to pay the the, the two thousand dollars right to the to the coyote or to the cartel to get you up here? Are you going to go through the legal lawful process of paying thirty thousand dollars just to see if you, you 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 can even apply, right? To see if you're even valid. This isn't saying yeah. This isn't guaranteed either. And then you got to think about the whole pathway to citizenship process as well, the assimilation process, how long that's going to take. We played the clip for you guys over here on the show of somebody that's escaped from Venezuela, essentially talking about the same type of thing that occurred to them in Venezuela, you know, and how he had to leave. It got so it got to a point to where it was so violent and so chaotic, he had to leave. Now, imagine all the people who, again, are coming from South America. They don't have the money to cough up to, you know, throw it away on a wish and a hope. You could take four thousand dollars of that of that thirty thousand dollars, get you and whoever up here that you need to start building, and then just start working to come back. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing for sure modern human trafficking, modern slavery, uh, because of the administration. And so some of these people can't get asylum where they at. They have to make the trek to our border because the minute they get here to the border, that's whenever we can take them in. You see how that works? It's like you have to, it's like they're literally showing up, not necessarily for their appointment, but they're showing up saying, hey, I'm in fear of my life. I'm escaping uh, dangerous conditions. I have a child with me. You have to take these people in. And so they figured out how to exploit the system and at the same time, overwhelm it. And so it is a for sure (laughs) hot button topic and i don't think we have a time in this particular transmission uh to unpackage it man because it is very crazy you know i was i was i'll say this and i'll play this quick clip for you guys the other night i was you know i was in like a local meeting uh with with some patriots that i've done protests with they recently had a protest where they were able to get international recognition for shouting down the governor good on them and uh, in this discussion, in this group, uh, there's a lady, I don't want to say her name, but she was of Jewish origin. And, you know, she, we spent a fair amount of the discussion just the other night talking about how good Americans have it and how we don't hear it that much these days anymore. How good we've had it. How people come from all over the world, fleeing war-torn countries, fleeing that civil unrest, fleeing that violence, everything else we're seeing out there and how insulated we are. She says, you know, because she's got like a thick Jewish accent. She's like, you know, because she went on a crazy old anti, anti-Jewish anti rant. It was, it was, it was powerful. But she's, she's like, I can say this because I'm half Jew myself. I understand, Iche. These people, they know what they're doing. But she says, the one thing I hate about you Americans, I'm doing like a Polish-Russian accent, She's like the one acts, the, the the one thing I hate about you Americans is you have everything at your fingertips and you're so bored you find things to complain on. And that is so true. You know, you've got people literally again fleeing these war-torn countries, fleeing crime-ridden areas, fleeing places because there's a lack of opportunity, increased, you know, restrictions on their freedoms and things like this. And we have Americans over here 
doing TikTok videos about how much their life sucks. And it's like, we have no idea. But yeah, no, the uh, the immigration situation is a much more complex topic than people care to uh, care, care to admit. And I foresee a lot more of those discussions taking place in the future. Uh, but here is our witch in chief, the vice president, Kamala Harris, telling people, these very same immigrants, hey, you need to go home. If you come up here, you're going to get turned away. So it's only racist whenever Trump calls people out. It's only racist whenever it's only white supremacist when he does it, when he holds people to the law. But because Kamala Harris is she's not even black. She's colored. Let's just say that she's a woman. She's colored. She's not black, though. But she does it. It's all right. I want to emphasize that the goal of our work is to help Guatemalans find hope at home. At the same time, I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. So let's discourage our friends, our neighbors, our family members from embarking on what is otherwise an extremely dangerous journey. We're in large part the only people who benefit are coyotes. Huh. So what do you what do you make of that? What do you make of Kamala Harris upholding the law? Right. It's crazy, too, because during the presidential debates, didn't Joe Biden say, hey, whenever I'm elected, they immediately rushed the border. And that's exactly what they did. They rushed the border. They said, we're here because Biden said, you know, let us in. And now that, you know, all this attention is being shined on it. Uh, it's no longer kids in cages. It's no longer fusion centers. It's no longer immigration cells. It's Biden's kids, right? It's 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 now that all this attention has been drawn to it. Oh well, now they have to make the right call. I find this very crazy, and I see a lot of these left turns taking place too. We would expect them to, you know, capitalize on the situation, so to speak monopolize off of the the mayhem but uh it seems like in a weird way again they're upholding the law that's dangerous to me because now you have these lawless people thinking that they know right from wrong whenever they actually created and exacerbated this issue very very interesting again this is still on the cyber pandemic right we got all this chaos going on, all this destabilization taking place, and it's all being done by design. Order app chaos. That's what they want. They have to cause the chaos. And look, now they're calling for order. Kamala Harris saying immigrants don't come. We're go- she says it all reluctantly. Oh, we're going to have to un- enforce our laws. I want to be a lawless president. Shucks, looks like we're actually going to have to uphold them. How wild is that? But I guess that, that, again, just kind of shows you how far 
down the rat hole we truly are. Here is former President Donald Trump saying we're going to be in the White House a lot sooner than you think. Oh, sorry about that. I want to thank everybody for the tremendous support you've shown. We're going to take back the Senate, take back the House. We're going to take back the White House. And sooner than you think, it's going to be really something special. But the love and the affection and the respect that you've given all of us, it's really important. The Republican Party is stronger than it's ever been, and it's going to be a lot stronger than it is right now. We're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around fast. Thank you all very much. That support has been so incredible. Thank you. And so I'm not one for hopium, right? But as I said before, they have not removed former President Donald Trump off of the chessboard. He's still on the table. And and, and thank God, dude, because, you know, in comparison, it's night and day. And I think that's all been done by design. I mean, they've got Barack Obama on the chessboard. They've got Joe Biden on the chessboard. And they've also got Donald Trump all on the chessboard. I mean, Barack Obama literally came out with a uh, a music series on Netflix telling people how, how government works. How crazy is that? You've got this dude who swore on the Koran, not even like the Bible, to tell us how government works. This dude got basically installed by the CIA. <laughs> and he's telling us in a music video how the how the American government works. And so what we're seeing right now is the Great Reset. We're seeing the socioeconomic reformation. We're seeing, to a degree, too, the lawlessness extend to our political sphere as well, right? There used to be a respect for other uh, other presidencies' presidents' terms. There used to be a, res- a general respect for the process, for the system, right, for your constituents and more. But because we are now in this 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 new normal and this 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 multipolar world order, like they say, right? These so-called elected officials are merely just glorified influencers at this point. They're puppets, they're politicians. And we're seeing that it's not politicians that run the world. It's money, establishments, infrastructures, and the organizations, right? That's, That's what we're seeing. We're seeing how politicians are becoming inept and how it's the businesses, how it's the entrepreneurs, how it's the actual people behind the, behind everything that are the real key players. I guess what I'm trying to say is, as we see the collapsing political structure dwindle away, you see the you see the the, the, the rise of the technocracy, the rise of the scientific dictatorship, and how appropriate is it that it would be Trump that would be the trigger, right? The flint, the wick. This, this, this is this is the guy that set it up, that exposed how defunct our political system is, how inept some of our so-called elected officials are, and how these guys are just puppets. There's an there's an even bigger cabal that you need to worry about. So yes, we're seeing that politicians are inept. They're not the ones that run the show. It's the powers that be even higher than them that use these vestigial puppets to carry out their acts. And so, yeah, they're trumping in the technocracy. That's what we're seeing. And so Trump's still in the field. He still has things to play. And I think that's good, man. 
uh, a couple of, because I'm always talking to people about something. One of the conversations I had lately, man, is how these Republicans are borderline useless. <laughs> we need a new party. We might as well start calling these people the Uniparty because they're not really doing anything. They're rhinos. They're Republicans in name only. They're not really doing anything. They're placeholders. And they were put there because they know how to follow orders and not really muck things up or, or change anything. That's not what we need. More of the same is what's got us here. And that's what I'm talking about. These feckless and useless politicians are being exposed for the vestigial puppets that they are. And that's forcing everybody else to say, okay, cool. Who are the real people that hold the power? Who's 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 really behind all this? And what are we going to do about it? Here's this quick clip, and I'm going to wrap up after this. Here's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signing a bill to combat the CCP's influence in Florida. He's calling for accountability from China, from bureaucrats in the U.S. for engaging in the COVID cover-up. So again, more of this leadership. And, and, and maybe this is what Trump is talking about, right? Saying we're going to take back the House, we're going to take back the Senate, we're going to take back the White House and more. We're coming back and it's going to be better than ever. I just hope they get, again, these feckless and useless Republicans out of office and out of the way because there's still more work to be done. Trump's not done. America first isn't done. Patriotism isn't done. It has its purpose, too, in the new world order. We just got to figure out what that is. But here is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis standing up for the people. My God, how crazy. We're here today to sign two important pieces of legislation into law. And the goal of these bills is to stop, combat nefarious foreign influence and corporate espionage in Florida. If you look at what's gone on now with the coronavirus pandemic and the cover up of the origins of COVID-19, it's pretty clear that this was a virus uh, that almost assuredly leaked out of this lab in Wuhan. This is a lab where these uh, scientists were working very closely with the Communist Party of China, as well as the Chinese military. When you had these folks fall ill who were working in that lab last fall, uh, the Communist Party of China decided to cover it up. Uh, they didn't give any information out. Uh, they didn't ask for uh, any assistance. They didn't give a heads up to anybody. Uh, they tried to cover it up. Uh, and basically, the world uh, has had to endure uh, over a year and a half of, uh, of a lot of bad stuff as a result of this. So they covered it up and they need to be held accountable for this. But I also think if you look at what's happened since then, it's pretty clear that if you go back last year at the beginning of 2020, January, February, there were people scurrying around, and you see this in Fauci's emails, to try to cover up the fact that this may have gone out of a lab. You actually had people saying there's no way it could have come out of the lab when privately they were acknowledging it very well likely did come out of the lab. And so I think what this has exposed is you, know, you do have relationships between a lot of these institutions in China, particularly in the research realm and bureaucrats in the United States. Yep. Uh, you have a whole bunch of other institutions. And so our, our bills today focus on foreign influence writ large. It absolutely the seven countries that are identified specifically. Uh, of course, 
uh, the Communist Party of China, but yes, Communist Cuba, Venezuela, all those, and it's all very important. But I think if you look right now, there is no single entity that exercises a more pervasive, nefarious influence across a wide range of American industries and institutions than the Communist Party of China. I would have to agree. I really would have to agree, and I'm going to have to cut it off there, uh, Mr. DeSantis, because that is the type of leadership we need. We need people stepping up, calling this out, calling it how they see it, saying, hey, we need to do more. We we, we cannot keep sitting on our hands. And I, I, it sounds crazy that, you know, we would ask politicians to do their job, but that's where we're at right now. Things are getting so dark and dire that at this point we need help from every single angle. You see, the people that this, I'll say this and I'll go to the break. This is something I talked about just the other night uh, with these, with, with the local crew. But I was so, things have gotten so out of control. The adversity has become so strong now that, yeah, it might seem dark, but look at what it's done. It's brought us together. Yeah, the CCP seems like it's got all this foreign influence, like it's doing all these different types of things. But look at what it's doing to us. It's forcing us to reexamine our values, take a step back, see what we're capable of, and really go after it, man. And I think that's the major thing. Yeah, it scares the bejeebas out of me to see all these things come out. But at the same time, the 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 the, the light in the dark of the night is the fellowship that I've had over the past two years of people who understand what's going on, who know how to fight this, who are saying we cannot keep waiting, that we've got to get activated. So yeah, I hope we see, I hope we see the extinction and the eradication of this feckless and inept Republican force slash conservative movement. And in the ashes of it, we see something completely different. I think Ron DeSantis, people like Ron Paul, various other uh, uh, candidates and more are an example of that. And Trump was the trigger point. Things had to get so crazy that somebody like Trump had to get in there and even get even worse underneath his reign for us to say, hey, this is not a game. We've all got to do something about this. But speaking of doing something about something, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about poison hesitancy. We'll also be dipping into China, how they're expecting to build 25 more level four virology labs around the world. I kid you not. So as, as, as the truth came out that it came from these people, that they were mucking around with viruses and, and poking around where they shouldn't, they said, hey, that's great. We've built up the infrastructure all over the world of places like Africa and other nations. We'll just build our, our, our virology labs there. Poison, poison hesitancy is on the other side. Nurses saying that the, 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 the hospital is instructing employees not to list the vaccine adverse reactions and a mob of Indian villagers chasing a COVID team out of their village. The poison hesitancy is coming up on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this.
Hilarious. Sorry about that. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process, which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. time bomb is ticking but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real first little break music i would recommend you guys go <laughs> to watch the video version of it uh it's a it's basically like a it's a it's an animated music video which shows like the archetypal image of what they think of as a as a white male right of what they put over there on them for memes right because you can't make pepe that's illegal making memes is illegal you can't be funny in the in in, in this dictatorship, uh, but in that little animated music video, they kind of troll people because the main thing you're hearing right now is how how evil white people are, how white people didn't do anything, you know how. There was an article that came out just just today, just before we came onto the show. I think we 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 posted it during the 
the auto scheduling earlier this morning. Let me see if I can get the article headline right. It says that, uh, yeah, a peer-reviewed healthcare journal publishes article claiming whiteness is a parasitic, a malignant parasitic pathology that has no cure. So this is critical race theory. This is getting crazy. It's getting dark. It's getting evil. And in that little animated music video, it basically shows you all the different things that white people have done from the Renaissance uh, to Greeks, uh, to the Romans, to all kinds of crazy stuff like that. And it puts it in a very cleverly trollish way to show you that white people, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a white apologist or a white supremacist or any of that type of stuff. I'm trying to say, hey, first they'll eradicate white people's history. Then they'll come from black people's history. We keep talking about how we're just slaves. That's a small portion and sliver of our entire history. But if we're willing to persecute an entire race for modern day assumptions, well, how long until they how, how long until they eradicate our history? It's crazy because they're gonna they're gonna su- they're gonna uh, supplant or superimpose Black Lives Matter over all of Black modern history. They're gonna pick it up from the civil rights movement. And then just connect Black Lives Matter like that, like that happened. And we had a couple of years of being hist- of, of, of hip hop heads and rap heads, and then out of nowhere, Black Lives Matter came and just radically changed the, the 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 identity of the modern black man. And so while we see the eradication of white people's histories, we're seeing the very same thing happen here with black folks as well. People don't catch that, but because again, that's how that hate works. That's how that persecution works. That's how that that that. That's that I don't want to say like a sin of evilness or that sin of just like of, of violence, man. But that's how it works. It's an eye for an eye. It it really is. And so I hope you guys like that uh, that first clip we played for you. I would definitely recommend you guys to listen to it. We uh, we we'll, we'll, we'll most likely play it in future episodes. Uh, but I think it's funny and informative at the same time because it shows you the couple of years that we've been doing this politically correct cancel culture nonsense that is a blip in the radar on the history of everything else we've been able to achieve and the fact that we're willing to just throw away the baby with the bathwater, uh eons and ages of history it's, it's, it's sad the epoch for sure is rising uh, but that's not what we're talking about in this segment or next segment just something i thought was funny a, a, a funny little video i found the other day <laughs> Oh, man, because it shows you uh, it shows you, too, that people are getting fed up and they're not getting angry. They're just recreating their image. Recreating their image. Let me play for you guys real quick. A clip of a nurse, a whistleblower nurse coming out saying, hey, guess what? When people are having some of these adverse reactions with the vaccine, our hospital tells us don't report that. So here's confirmation of what we were talking about beforehand. The reported cases of people who have experienced adverse reactions is significantly underreported because, one, people may not know that they can report these things. And two, you have active cover ups going on within the medical industry, within the medical field. And so how are we supposed to, how are we supposed to get accurate data on this novel virus whenever the people who are documenting it and encountering it aren't 
being honest and not allowed to be honest, right? Two different things. They're not, they're not, they're not honest and they're not also being honest. Two different things. Let me see if I can go ahead and get this clip up here for you good people. And then we'll continue on from there. Uh, this is again, one of the nurses from uh, Houston, one of the over 100, close to 200 nurses uh, that stepped down from her position because she didn't want to experience, she didn't want to get the experimental COVID jab. Let me uh, go ahead and pull that up for you guys and then we'll continue on from there. Of course, of course, they clicked the wrong screen. Sorry about that, gang. Here is the uh, the clip over here on our Telegram. This is Jennifer Bridges. She is a registered nurse uh, at the Houston Methodist Hospital. Again, blowing the whistle on uh, how they are not reporting the adverse reactions of the vaccine. Or another employee comes down with an adverse reaction. They basically tell them in the ER, they're like, no, it's not an adverse reaction. This is just an intolerance. And they don't report it properly and they don't, they don't address it properly. And I've actually been in contact with somebody in the hospital system that deals with like the charting and the finalization of people's charts. And they want to be anonymous, of course, because they're scared. But they have told me that officially Methodist has told them do not list any adverse reactions on anybody's chart related to the vaccine. Like people are being told to not talk about this, not address it and not label it on charts, basically. Like us ourselves as employees have to go to the system and document these adverse reactions because Methodist is not doing it. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, so. Wow, that's incredible. Del Bigtree with the, the big words. Oh, but there you have it. You have a nurse telling you directly to your face that, hey, this is an adverse reaction. This is intolerance. Buck up, boyo. What? You think you're having an adverse reaction to this vaccine? Man, no, you just have a weak immune system. If anything, this is your fault for getting sick. How dare you? How dare you get sick? Like, it's your fault for you know, not wanting to be injected with an experimental gene therapy. You know, I had to, when I came home from my meeting, uh, before doing the, the, the show with you guys, I was talking with my neighbor kid. He was out there watering his yard. And, you know, we just got to chatting about the wife, the baby, the life. Oh, I was like, how's, uh, how's things, Charlie? What's going on, bud? He talks to me. He's like, EJ, they're trying to, uh, they're really trying to get me to take this shot, man. And I was like, has anybody over there taken it? He's like, my mom and my grandma. He's like, my brother had COVID, but that was like, okay. Like, I don't, he's like, I don't understand. And, you know, Charlie kind of messes around a little bit. So I just kind of sat there with him. I said, Charlie, don't ever let these, don't ever let anybody coerce you into getting it, bro. You got to think about this, man. They're giving you free donuts, kids 16, uh, free donuts, rides to the injection sites, beer, joints, all these different types of things. You don't think that's kind of sus, sus, bro? He's like, yeah, that's really suspect, man. I mean, 
I kind of blew his mind talking about the decreased lung functionality, the seizures, the heart attacks, the blood clots, right? The paralysis from the neck down. I said, Charlie, we, we, we didn't hear about this from people who had experienced the virus. Why are we hearing about this with the vaccine, bud? He's like, you're right. And I'm like, you're 16, man. You got your whole life ahead of you. Don't do this. I was like, you're out here every other day. You know, I'm working in your yard, sitting with the chickens, talking with you. You're, you're a good kid, man. You don't need to do this. And don't let your mother, you know, she's a character in and of herself. I'm like, don't let your mother push you to do this. I'm like, you're trying to get a job, right? Right. Are they mandating it? No, don't do it. Why are you trying? Charlie, you're a smart kid. I know you're you you feel kind of rude having these things happen to you, man, but don't uh don't let them peer pressure you into that. Trust your gut, bud. You know what's going on. Uh and it's just kind of crazy that we're 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 in a day and age where that's taking place, uh where they're just forcing kids to take these experimental gene therapies because they have nothing else to do or because it's a condition of of social acceptance. It's very very dangerous. Either way, I was going to get into this article uh, about uh, about these nurses, but let's let's go ahead and continue on with the program. I'm going to play for you, good people, a clip of a mob of villagers in India chasing out, uh, <laughs> chasing out the vaccination team. And what's crazy is I, I keep seeing more and more clips like this that come out of India. I really do. I see, I see a fair amount. I've saw, I, we've played clips and posted them on Telegram of people being beat up uh, by police for not wearing masks in India. They're having to do like squats, crab walks, push-ups, and all kinds of different things for wearing masks. I've seen people who had storefronts in India literally punch people who are coming after them with a vaccine. You see the scientists trying to reason with the patients, and then you just see other people come to the aid of the patients and beat the crap out of the scientists. And here we go. We have another clip of a mob of Indian villagers chasing out a COVID vaccination team, because guess what? They're spartan up. They're not going to take the experimental gene therapy. Maybe because it comes from China, right? They might be hesitant to injecting poison into their system. How dare they? How dare they be informed and educated about what's going on? The body count is rising in India. They, they see that the masks didn't work. They don't trust the vaccine. But how dare they stand up and fight back? Uh, let's play this and then I'll, I'll, I'll read a quick article and we'll continue on from there. माली खेड़ी में टीकाकरण के लिए आए हैं हम और यहाँ पर देखिए हमें मारने के लिए कितनी भीड़ जुड़ी भी है और हमारी जवाबदारी कौन लेगा तहसीलदार मैडम है हमारे साथ में देखिए ये पारदी मोहल्ले में है हम मोर Get some of this stuff on record, man. It's good to it's good to document this type of stuff. This comes from Adon Salazar of Band.News. They put this up May 26th, so it's a it's a little old, 
but it says footage out of an Indian village shows villagers violently turning back a medical team that arrived to distribute the COVID vaccine to people in the region. It says the uh, the incident, which took place Monday in the Malakadi village of the Yuhan district in Madhya Pradesh, left at least two persons injured after villagers attacked the team, with one man sustaining a head injury. And then it has a tweet here saying that growing resistance toward the COVID vaccination turned violence in rural MP. Team-led woman Tisladir for vaccination awareness in Yuhan district, Malakadi village, attacked by party caste people. A team member sustained injury. It says, quote, we went there to create awareness and vaccinate people, but they didn't want to get vaccinated. The man who sustained a head injury, Shaquille Mohammed Koresh, told Asian News International. Quote, we thought we will go talk to them. We will go to them and talk to them. But some people came there along with the crowd and one man hit me with a, on the head with a stick. They were 50 in number, Karish said. Let me play this one more time. Go ahead and get this stuff on record because it's important, man. I think because people don't see pushback in their own local area, and this is something we've talked about on the show as well, the revolution will not be televised. Our adversaries will not show us any of our successes. They've got to keep the narrative going. They've got to keep the narrative going to get 70% of the nation vaccinated. Oh, uh, uh, the Indian people didn't get their kebabs, right? They didn't get their free vaccines. You've, you've, you've got to understand what's going on. And part of me thinks, too, is even if they don't receive the vaccine, I can I can definitely foresee them releasing like a bioweapon or something to try to rein, rein in the resistance, man. Let me finish this and then I'll, I'll, I'll continue on. It says Kreshi claimed villagers argued that they didn't require a vaccination because they were healthy. They were also skeptical of the shot due to the due to mainly rumors of deaths related to the vaccine. A town local described the team merely approaching visitors to discuss the vaccine before they were suddenly assailed. Quote, the medical team was talking about how COVID-19 is spreading and also about the vaccine. They didn't force anyone to take the vaccine. They were interacting with the villagers when suddenly a group came and attacked them, the local told India Today. Another member of the team described villagers carrying, quote, rods and swords, according to the New Indian Express. And then it goes on to talk about a little bit more of the encounter. And so people are hesitant to having poison forcibly injected into their system. How wild is that? How, how, how wild is it that people don't want to become guinea pigs? How evil of them. They pro- they're probably bigots and racists and homophobes. They probably voted for Trump. And while that sounds silly, on one level, that again shows you what we're dealing with. That we have people who are literally willing to experiment on a population for one. They don't care if you're if you're if you're hesitant, they don't care if you're seeing the very same studies that they're seeing. They just want you to be with the picture. So yeah, people are hesitant to injecting poison into their system, especially whenever they know what the poison is going to do. And they also don't want to figure out what the poison is going to do. Look at this right here. Fed spend $3 billion on vaccine, on, on vaccine hesitancy ads as the VAERS death reports. 
has surpassed 5,000. So the vaccine adverse reaction, the vaccine adverse event reaction porting system, that thing, the VAERS system, it's, it's, it surpassed 5,000 deaths. And again, like you heard from that Houston nurse right there, they're not even reporting some of them, right? Some of them aren't being documented. We have another article we're getting into here shortly out there in California. They had to reduce some of the numbers by 25% because guess what? They didn't die from COVID. So you got them spending billions of dollars on propagandizing people, shaming you. We played the clips over here. All of this and more. And it's not working. Because with all their money, all their social engineering, all their propaganda, people still have common sense. People can still see the truth from the lies. But that's not going to stop our adversaries from doing everything they can to break down your willpower, get you to modify your behavior, and turn you into a permanent patient. This comes from Matt Agarist with the Free Thought Project. They put this up June 7th. It says, since the COVID-19 pandemic began, began over a year ago, the U.S. government has poured billions of your tax dollars into the vaccine program. More than $9 billion of your tax dollars were given to vaccine companies for research, and $22 billion of your tax dollars were then used to support vaccine distribution. The feds also shelled out another $10 billion to expand, expand access and currently announced $3 billion more to spend on an ad campaign to combat vaccine hesitancy. The U.S. government spent over $130 for every man, woman, and child in America to push the COVID-19 vaccine, and yet nearly half the country still refuses to get the jab. Why is that? Because they have common sense. Common freaking sense. It says every Friday, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention releases the new information on reports submitted to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, theirs. The numbers of reports are at a historical levels, and more deaths and adverse events have been reported in just the last six months than the previous two decades. Combined. So in the past six months, for the past uh, for the past two, wow, the past six months has equated to two decades. Let that sink in. And and we're just getting started too, right? So the Bell's palsy, the decreased lung functionality, the heart attacks, the seizures, oh yeah, the body paralysis, the blood, all this. We're just getting started. I foresee a lot more, a lot more disabilities coming up, right? One of the things that we're going to begin talking more about in the future is the epigenetic aspect of what they're doing, how this is going to affect the offspring and future generations to come. This is just now. In the past six months, we're seeing a massive culling operation uh, that's equivalent to two decades worth of of, of, of ad, advent or adverse reactions. We used to worry about uh, vaccines causing autism, how thimerosal, mercury, how that was a small component in the vaccines and how that could potentially be linked to people developing uh, autism somewhere on the ASD, the autism spectrum disorder. We have no idea what in God's name they're putting in these vaccines these days and what that is going to do to us down the line epigenetically. Let me get back into this. It says in the latest release, the data shows that between December 14th of 2020 and May 28th, 
A total of 294,801 total adverse events were reported to VAERS, including 5,165 deaths, an increase of 759 over the previous week. There were 25,359 serious injuries reported, up 3,822 compared with last week. Wow. It says, as the Free Thought Project has stated from the beginning, as not to set off the quote, fact checkers, it is important to point out that just because data is submitted to the CDC through VAERS, this does not in any way mean that these reactions are directly related to the COVID-19 vaccine. In fact, immediately after reporting these historically and utterly shocking numbers, the CDC reassures us that, quote, a review of available clinical information, including death certificates, autopsy, and medical reports, has not established a causal link to COVID-19 vaccines. However, recent reports indicate a plausible causal relationship between the J&J slash Janssen COVID-19 vaccine and a rare and serious adverse event, blood clots with low platelets, which has caused deaths. Quote, one of the main limitations of the Bayer's data is that it is not is that it cannot determine if the vaccine caused the reported adverse event, reads the CDC's website. Quote, this limitation has caused confusion in publicly available data from VAERS, Wonder, specifically regarding the number of reported deaths. There has been instances where people have misinterpreted reports of deaths following vaccination as deaths caused by vaccines, saying that this is not accurate. Well, it's not accurate that they have, you know, thousands of deaths up. It's just not accurate. You know, it doesn't make sense. It's not the vaccines killing people. No, what? You're silly. You're 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 probably one of those dirty conspiracy theorists that 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 voted for America. The vaccines aren't causing any of this. How dare you? That's what I'm saying. They treat us like we're like 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 we're the like we're the kid that gets put in the corner wearing the dunce hat like we're something special or something that they have to lie to us think about these things guys how crazy is this that you've you you've got people coming out saying the vaccine is what's causing all these deaths you've got CEOs or former VPs from Pfizer saying this is going to kill a fair amount of people doctors being censored left and right coming out talking about prions, spike proteins. I don't understand it, but the way they're the, the way they're explaining it to me, this is not a good thing. How it turns your body against itself and they're saying, "Oh, this isn't the vaccine. The va- the, the vaccine isn't causing all these these reports. You're silly. You're silly for thinking that the vaccines could cause all of this. What are you, anti-science?" <laughs> I think this came out. Let me, I think this is a good thing for me to kind of doom break with. Let me play for you guys a quick clip of Dr. Anthony Fauci basically having like a Walt Whitman moment from like Breaking Bad. You know, basically saying like, I am science. Attacks, attacks on me or attacks on science. This is what Dr. Anthony Fauci said. I kid you not. He's on MSNBC. He's talking about how, again, Attacks on him are attacks on science. Think of the think of the ego on somebody to, to talk and think and act like that. 
all the the information coming out, his involvement with China, the development of gain of function research, working with Wuhan and more. We're calling him. We're calling him out. The guy's got the the audacity to say attacks on him. Oh, it's attacks on science. This is what happens with the scientific dictatorship, with the technocracy. This is what happens again when you have feckless and useless uh, politicians that don't hold scientists, these type of fourth branch of the government folk, accountable. Let's play this and then we'll continue back on. What is your level of concern that we're going to discredit public health officials to the point of, you know, look at Russia. They actually have a good vaccine and none of their citizens will take it because they don't trust their own government. Right. It's very dangerous, Chuck, because a lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science, because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people and there was pushback against me. So if you are trying to, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Oh my and anybody God, that looks oh at what's going God, on dude. clearly sees that. You have to be asleep not to see that. Oh, my God, dude. Let's get this scumbag out of here. Jeez, dude. Wow. That's what, see, that's, that's, that is the arrogance that I'm talking about. You got to be asleep to see that you're coming after me, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And if on top of that, you're coming after science. It's like, think about this goodbye over here. Think about this fool over here trying to talk like he's something special. Been found out working for Gates. He's been over. He's, he's, he's got his fingerprints all over the whole AIDS epidemic. Oh, and he's got the he's got the audacity to say that he's science incarnate. That's what I'm saying. He had like a Walt Whitman moment saying, I am the crime. I am the science. This is, again, this is the arrogance that we are going up against. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so we need to fire that man. He needs to get up on out of here because he doesn't serve a purpose. Like, really, at this point, they keep Fauci up there Everybody else feels safe. Like when I played for you guys, those cringeworthy videos of people having like dedications to Fauci. This is the type of this is the type of stuff they love. This is why people are sending uh, Senator Rand Paul death threats because they think Fauci is the man. This is the scientific dictatorship. This is what happens when you have not politicians but scientists directing policy. That's dangerous, dude. Get that goomba out of here. We've got no need for him. And so as we as as the truth of Dr. Anthony Fauci comes out, Bill Gates' involvement, American involvement, right? As well. As all these things are taking place, check this out. You've got China trying to build 25 more level four virology labs around the world. This, this comes on the heels of them literally saying, hey, if you investigate this, we're going to war. Don't you investigate me, Joe Biden. I'm going to war with you. But think about this. It's not even like an admission to guilt. If anything, 
it's confirmation saying, yeah, we did it. So what? We're going to do this next. What are you going to do about it? This comes from James Anthony via the post millennial. But the good folks over here at Technocracy News put it up on June 7th. It says, regardless of country or origin, all level four virology labs have direct connections to the military of their host nations and are staffed with technocrat minded scientists who have no ethical constraints on their research. Creating killer GMO viruses has no purpose except to wage bio warfare. Goes on to say that in the next few years, the world could almost see could see almost 60 maximum security level four virology labs in operation. The Guangdong province announced in May that it was planning to build between 25 to 30 biosafety labs in the next five years. Quote, what could go wrong? Question human events senior director or senior editor Jack Pasobic. And he's got the tweet right here uh, from FT saying that at least 59 facilities like the Wuhan Institute are being planned or are in operation across the world. And so wasn't it Gates that came out saying uh, they're going to release another bioweapon, but eventually they're going to release another bioweapon and that the next one will get them. Wasn't it Gates that was saying that? I've got the theory that maybe it'll be some 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 rogue engineer, some rogue scientist, somebody that idolized Fauci and at the same time hates humans uh, that releases like a virus. That's me. But maybe I've watched too much television. I don't know. It could be a situation like this where they deliberately release a virus similar to COVID-19 and more. Uh, but you got to ask a question. What could go wrong? The facilities will be flung all over the globe, spanning 23 countries, including the United Kingdoms, United States, Indian, Gabon, and Cote d'Ivoire. I don't know where that is. The current Wuhan Institute of Virology is now at the center of an investigation by U.S. authorities into whether COVID-19 could have leaked from its lab. So it's like as we figure out the origins of the virus, like cockroaches, they're, 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 they're spreading the spreading the research. They're compartmentalizing it. They're saying, okay, these people will work on this over here. These guys will work on, on this over here. And they'll have no idea that they're probably all working on the same project. Getting back into this, it says about 75% of these facilities are or will be built in urban areas, which has experts around the world worried about the possibility of further, quote, lab leaks. I feel like I'm watch. I feel like I'm about to read the plot of Resident Evil or any other sci-fi movie that's out there right now. You're building weapons grade bio warfare germs in urban areas. And you're saying COVID didn't come from the wet market in an urban area that affected the world. It's like, I just get this image of earth from a a, a 30,000 foot view and then just like a ring of fire being placed around the entire world and all these rings of fire being these like 20 to 59 different biosafeties, biosafety weapons manufacturing systems. I I, I can totally see that going down and then sequentially just releasing one after the other, after the other, after the other. This is a very, very dangerous reality. Getting back into the article, it says, quote, reporting is getting better, 
better certainty in some countries such as the UK and the US where there's been media coverage of this, but we're not there, but we're not yet where we want to be. The more work that is going on, the more accidents will happen, commented Philippa Lentzos of King's College in London, the Financial Times reported. Richard Ebright, a professor of chemical biology at Rutgers, concurred. Quote, the large number of institutions and the larger number of the individuals with access to these dangerous agents, the, lar- the greater the risk. Ebright said that the accidents and the leaks have happened in large numbers in places where, in places that have weaker biosafety standards. Quote, we need to strengthen biosafety and biosecurity rules around the world, scholar urged. Such laboratories used to carry the most dangerous biological material research. Biological research has proliferated in the past decade with scientists now warning that lax controls at several locations could lead to another pandemic. Many experts have said the probe in the origins of the COVID-19 has shown the problems of running high-risk experiments in the country. In March, 13 countries criticized China for not allowing full access to data and samples relating to the start of the pandemic. Yeah, these guys literally burned down the actual uh, facility. It's like how the treaties work and how some of the policies with uh, biowarfare works is you have to develop the vaccine either beforehand or in conjunction with the virus. So you basically have like a, 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 a cure-all, a, save, a, a saver, if there were anything like this to take place. And unfortunately, right at the start of the pandemic, they didn't do that. If anything, they did the exact opposite. They destroyed all the information. They destroyed all the research. They murdered the scientists and the researchers. And they got rid of it. And they said, well, any of the information we do have, we'll basically sell it back to you guys. And uh, President Xi Jinping said, hey, this is going to be great for our economy. And look at them now, thriving. And so now, basically like a year later, they're not sorry that they did this thing, that they released this virus. If anything, they're doubling down. And I think that's the most dangerous part of all. They're literally saying, hey, guess what? Ah, uh, you got us. Oh, you you might have got us. We we, we might have did this thing. Shucks. Oh, here's Dr. Anthony Fauci. Looks like, you know, you got us. Don't worry about that. Guess what we're going to do instead? We're going to launch 25 new more biosafety labs and how crazy is that Uh, again this is stuff that villains do where we just throw common sense to the wind to where we you know spin that spin the chamber of that revolver and say i don't care you know i'll kill myself and i'll kill you too like think about this this is insane any Sane, free-thinking, logical individual uh, sees what's going on. They really do. I'm going to play for you guys real quick. Uh, Scott Gottlieb, a former a former Trump administration official, admitting that we that he was informed by another former Trump administration official that Fauci was briefed, or he had briefed world leaders about the potential lab leak theory. So basically, they knew what was going on. They had to play political theater uh, and it cost people lives. And now we are in the middle of an experimentation. Uh, But let's play this clip for you guys and then we will continue on from there. Uh, Here is Scott Gottlieb talking about what we all know. Got two baskets of info. One is 
we're all still trying to figure out how this started. And these emails from the early period give us some window and insight into that. And, and that's what you're talking about, the virologists who made that initial right. determination. And then there's kind of a side political fight that's going on about Dr. Fauci. And the claim appears to be that, that he was not um, uh, forthcoming about the idea that it might have been from a lab leak in his discussions within the administration and in the other work he was doing. And some people have looked at these emails and said that, that it suggests that. Well, I w Go ahead. Yeah, I was told at that time, back in the spring, um, that Dr. Fauci had gone over to a meeting of world health leaders in Europe around the World Health Assembly and actually briefed them on the information that they were looking at, that this could have been a potential lab leak, that this strain looked unusual. So those discussions were going on, and I was told that by a very senior official in the Trump administration. I've reconfirmed that conversation. That happened you know, at the time contemporaneously with, uh, with that meeting over a year ago. Uh, so I think early on when they looked at the strain, they had suspicions and in a closer analysis, and it takes time to do that analysis, dispelled some of those um, suspicions. But I think the broader issue here for me is that we look at these things through the lens of science um, and we don't necessarily look at it through the lens of national security. And a scientific mindset looks at the virus and the virus's behavior and its sequence and draws a conclusion. A national security assessment looks at that as one piece of evidence, but then looks at the behavior of the Chinese government, looks at the behavior of the lab, looks at evid other evidence around the lab, including the infections that we now know took place. And that changes the overall assessment. So the virologists who are now still focused on saying, we don't think this was a lab source, they're still, I think, looking at this through the lens of what does the sequence look like? What does the virus look like? That is just one piece of evidence. And I think this is partly why these kinds of assessments need to be in the hands of the national security apparatus, not just the scientific community. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm hearing what Scott Gottlieb saying. And I guess my mind is just gravitating more towards CRISPR-Cas9 genome editing software and the problem with politicizing all this is now we don't really get to the truth. Now we just hear everybody's thousand percent. We, we, we hear everybody's opinion. We never hear any of the facts. And if you get too close to the truth, you know, you're, you, you're, you're a racist, right? Can't say, I can't say it's a Chinese virus, even though it came from China, because that's racist. Can't talk about how Anthony Fauci is a scumbag and a liar because, well, he's science now. And so I'm, 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 I'm hearing you, Scott. I'm just not vibing with you, bud. You know, I'm sorry, guy. I hear what you're saying. I'm sure it makes sense. But I just I just can't I can't get behind it. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't get behind this guy. You know, of course, we don't need. That's the crazy thing is we don't need people like Mr. Gottlieb uh, to tell us these things. Like really? We really don't. We already knew that these things were going on, that Fauci is involved. Uh, if anything, him getting up there is just more confirmation of what we already knew and why we have to stay the course. Because check this out right here. Here's another article for you good people confirming more of the poisoned insanity. Chinese government scientists filed COVID vaccine patent in February of 2020. He died three weeks later. Sound familiar? Because this is a common thing with the Chinese. We, we, we see this all the time. We saw this with the Hong Kong uh, coverage. We saw this with the initial chaos that was coming out of, of China, right? How they were locking people up and so much more. Of course, you would have a scientist that says, hey, we can fix this. 
and then they kill him, probably by COVID. Uh, this comes from News Punch. They put this up June 8th. It's by Sean Anatolabi. It says authorities are investigating the death of a top Chinese government scientist who died three months after filing the first coronavirus vaccine patent, weeks before the pandemic became public knowledge. The People's Liberation Army scientist Zhou Yusin has connections to the Wuhan Institute of Virology's, quote, Batwoman, Xi Zhengli, according to the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance report. According to the report, this was proof that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was engaged in, quote, secret military activity. The Australian reported this. Zhao, who conducted the research in conjunction with the Wuhan Institute, the University of Minnesota, and the New York Blood Center, was the first to file a patent for COVID-19 vaccine on February 24th last year, according to documents obtained by The Weekend Australian. This was only five weeks after China admitted there was a human-to-human -human transmission of the virus. Zhao is listed as the lead inventor of the patent application lodged by the, quote, Institute of Military Medicine, uh, Academy, the Academy of Military Sciences of the PLA. So again, confirming that they only develop these, these bio-warfare viruses in conjunction with the military. They only get authorization if the military is on board. But what's crazy, too, is what do they mention right there about human-to-human -human transmission of the virus? Throughout the entirety and the, 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 the genesis of this virus, China has lied. Why are we trusting these people? Right? They said, oh, there's no human-to-human -human transmission of the virus. Yes, there is. Well, you're killing scientists, you're burning down facilities, you're lying about uh, the infection rate, the transmission rate. It's like, why are we listening to our adversaries and hoping to God that they pray, that they tell us the truth? It, we had a, the World Health Organization literally rounded up a team of investigators. They were there for like, a, at best, maybe a couple hours. They really weren't there for like a, a month's time period. They didn't conduct a thorough investigation. And they investigated themselves, showing that they didn't, it was concluded that the virus didn't come from China. Think about this, man. Let me read this and I'll continue on. I'm, I, I get frustrated because there is so much smoking gun evidence. I'm getting sick and tired of talking about it. I really am. The Liberty.com reports this. This is a bombshell that nobody reported until now. It makes one wonder what other bombshells are out there in which journalists or researchers simply haven't connected the dots. In this case, we have a very mysterious death that was underreported by state-run Chinese media. We have the public records of, a, of the patent filing. We have all the fingers pointing to the Wuhan Virology Lab, as well as the various laboratories run by the PLA. All that's needed is for the dots to be connected. And then it goes down here to connect a little bit more of the dots. Uh, but you, you guys get the point. They released this virus because they were losing the trade war. They bragged about how how great the virus was, how it leveled the playing field, how they defeated America, right? And how, how awesome China is. The writing's on the wall, man. I mean, we need to get rid of Fauci. He needs to be brought up on war crimes or at least crimes against humanity or violating the Nuremberg Code, you pick. Because again, people's lives are being lost. We're being, we're, we're, we're being lied to on, on, on a massive scale. And we're not even calling these people out. And even more lives are going to be lost if we continue this. Like it, is just, it, it, it is just continually crazy seeing more and more of, 
of the lies continue. Let me play for you guys real quick this clip from Greg Reese's channel over here on Band.Video where it talks about Nuremberg 2.0. I'll, I'll talk about this and then we'll, we'll close out this segment talking about this magnetized phenomenon. We have another clip for you guys. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny testified as well, saying she's she herself is witnessing people become magnetized post post their COVID shot. The conversation I'm having uh, with 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 local activists here in my own corner of the world, they're pulling up clips for me, saying, "Hey, look at this. Add this to your compilation. To your compilation." A buddy was working at a warehouse facility, and you know, he heard about the magnet medley. He heard about the magnetific that mag the mag uh, magnetification, uh, the magnetogenics, uh, magnetogenetics associated with the vaccine. So he brought a magnet to work and he tried it on his friend, and it worked. They said, "Oh, well, it's because he's sweaty." So they clean off the magnet. They wipe down people's arms. They try everybody else in the facility at the warehouse. It doesn't work with them. They go back to the guy who has his shot in his arm and it works again. And so they ask the question, how do you feel about this? The guy didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to talk about why a magnet was able to stick on his arm, but slid off of all of his other coworkers. And so we'll, we'll touch on that whenever we get done playing this quick clip. But yeah, these people need to be brought to justice. And if we if we don't see it, man, I mean, there it is. There's more confirmation that we live in a lawless time where these criminals will get away with whatever they want. Uh, but here is Greg Reese's Nuremberg 2.0, where he breaks down the situation and how there are people fighting back. The caption says there is an international team of lawyers and medical experts who are seeking to charge the CDC, the WHO and the Davos group with crimes against humanity. Some good news. Dr. Reiner Fulmick is the public front man for an international team comprised of hundreds of lawyers and medical experts who have begun legal proceedings over the CDC, the WHO, and the Davos Group for committing crimes against humanity. The protocol for the PCR test given by the WHO and the CDC was knowingly set to a level that guaranteed 100% false positives or false negatives. So there is no pandemic. This is all about getting people to take the shot. Yep. Their argument is that we are at the very least being subjected to an illegal experiment. And at the worst, global genocide. Dr. Fulmick points out how the experimental jab is in clear violation of all 10 of the Nuremberg codes, which carry the penalty of death for those who violate them. Number one. Voluntary consent is absolutely essential. There should be no intervention or any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, or any form of constraint or coercion. By definition, a vaccine must provide immunity to the virus, protect recipients from getting the virus, reduce deaths, infections, circulation, and transmission of the virus. We are told the experimental jab does none of these. Yet they fraudulently call it a vaccine. As far as duress, constraint, and coercion, it's everywhere. If you want your life back, get the shot. Number two, 
The experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results unprocurable by other methods. The most fruitful method would be a healthy immune system, which can be achieved through good health and natural supplements such as vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. But the people are not being told this. In fact, those who point it out are being vilified and silenced. Number three, the experiment should be designed and based on the results of animal experimentation. Experiment should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. According to official reports, there are already thousands of deaths and over a quarter million injuries from this experiment. Number five, no experiment should be conducted where there is an a priori reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur. Past trials have shown a strong possibility that these new spike proteins will cause a body to attack itself. This is known as antibody-dependent enhancement, or ADE. And recent doctors have blown the whistle that this could end up killing everybody who's been vaccinated in the next two years. Number six, the risk should never exceed the benefit. COVID-19 has a 98 to 99% survival rate, less deadly than the seasonal flu. The experimental jab is already the most dangerous vaccine in VAERS 30-year history. Number seven, proper preparations should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even remote possibilities of injury, disability, or death. There were no preparations made. There are no facilities. The subject shows up for their shot and goes home. Number eight, the experiment should be conducted only by scientifically qualified persons. This experiment has been exclusively run by politicians, the media, celebrities, and big pharma bureaucrats. Number nine, the subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end. Thousands of medical experts have attempted to end this madness and their voices continue to be silenced. Number 10, the experiment must be brought to an end if resulting in injury or death. And yet the experiment pushes on. Once again, again, those who violate these international laws are subject to the death penalty. Legal proceedings are moving forward and evidence is being collected. Whistleblowers are directed to contact the international team at www.securewhistleblower.com. Yep. This is likely the biggest crime ever committed against the world population. And the question is, do we still have a judicial system to exact justice? For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Thanks, Greg. There we go. There we go. So we are seeing pushback. And Greg asks the great question of, will we see pushback? If we see pushback, this will be confirmation that we have a functioning judicial system that we can actually prosecute some of these people for some of these crimes. You know, just last week I said that Dr. Anthony Fauci is the first domino. And if he falls, we're going to start seeing some incredible things. Incredible. Incredible. Incredible things. 
So securewhistleblowers.com, I'll be sure to put that link in the description bar below, just in case we have any people who are high-level officials that are actually within the system that uh, wanted to know what they could do. Because again, you've got a Cleveland, you've got a, a clinic in Cleveland saying there's no need to vaccinate people who have had COVID. I mean, it's like common sense type of stuff. So what are we injecting in people? We've played the clips for you guys over here on the show of pharmacy techs literally pulling out empty sheets in the Janssen COVID vaccine. And so it's like, what is, what, what's going on right now is incredible. Somebody's got to pay for this, dude. You've got Donald Trump saying, hey, China's got to pay reparations for this. This is a very, very serious thing. And I really am so excited uh, to see it go down. I think that's one of the main reasons why they keep Fauci up there uh, is so they can test to see, are people paying attention? Do they know what's going down? I mean, God, here, like, here's, here's, here's Peter Daszak literally going up there talking about working with Chinese colleagues, developing killer coronaviruses. Like I have the clip for you guys. I have, I'll play, let me, I'll play this clip and then I'm going to play the clip of the, the gentleman talking about being magnetized. And then we'll close out this segment because the information that's coming out right now regarding the vaccines regarding the poison, regarding the the, 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 the medical, medicalization of society and more. It's incredible, dude. And so, yeah, you've got to be asleep to not pay attention to what's happening right now. Uh, but here is Peter Daszak, the Eco Alliance, Eco Health Alliance president, talking about having Chinese colleagues who are working on killer coronaviruses. First of all, we're only looking at viral families that include um those that have gone into people from animals. So we, we narrow it down straight away. Then, you, then when you get a sequence of a virus and it looks like a relative of a known nasty pathogen, just like we did with SARS, we found other coronaviruses in bats, a whole host of them. Some of them looked very similar to SARS. So we sequenced the spike protein, the protein that attaches to cells. Then we, well, I didn't do this work, but my colleagues in China did the work, you create pseudoparticles, you, look, you insert the spike proteins from those viruses, see if they bind to human cells. And each step of this, you move closer and closer to this virus could really become pathogenic in people. So you narrow down the field, you reduce the cost, and you end up with a small number of, of viruses that really do look like killers. Then you look in people and you say, in the people that live in the region where this animal lives that are exposed to that virus, do we see antibodies specific? Yeah, there's that human-to-human -human transmission we were just talking about. So the evidence is there, dude. The evidence is there. And if people do not start going to jail, I predict that we'll see a lot more of a backlash. You know, Dr. Anthony Fauci is one of the most, he's, he's one of the highest paid federal employees. If he gets away with this, we have, we, we do not have a fully functioning judicial system. Like, I'm sorry. If we don't see somebody go to jail or start swinging from a rope, we do not have a functioning system. And that worries me. Uh, but here is a man claiming that his whole body has been magnetized after receiving his Moderna C-19 jab. And then I'll attach the clip of the 15-minute compilation of other people, other people who were sticking magnets to their arm post-injection. So if you don't believe what this individual says, what this man says, he shows you multiple places where he puts the 
the poison or where he puts where he puts the magnet. And he's like, look, my face is magnetized. My arm is magnetized. My cheeks are magnetized. Look, I'm bending over. That's it. And it's still stuck to my head. So if you don't believe this guy telling you, go look at the 15, look, go look. Go look at the 15 minute video where you'll find somebody that's doing the, the exact same thing. And you got to ask the question, how many other people are magnetized right now and don't even know it? I have a uh, we also have another clip of, of, of uh, Dr. Jane Ruby explaining how people are magnetized as well. It's a very, very, uh, if you're in the science and stuff like that, it probably makes 1,000% crystal clarity to you. Uh, but to a simpleton like myself, it's above my pay grade. <laughs> we'll play that after we play this clip for you guys. But for some reason, it's taking forever to load whenever the clip itself is like barely a minute. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. It'll show us Macron. French president, French president Emmanuel Macron getting smacked in the face. That's always nice. Um, but it won't let us play this clip. Interesting. That's very interesting. It might be because we're on the Telegram web APK version. Let's see if we can get it over here on the actual app instead. Just to save time because I don't want to take up too much. I want to get this on record and we got to, we got to move on. <laughs> oh man. If somebody were going to tell me that, Hey, in 2021, you're going to be talking about uh, magnetized vaccination shots. I'd be like, bro, you're insane. That sounds crazy. I know we're wild over here, but that sounds crazy. But I guess that's how we get to the transhuman future. Here's the uh, here is the clip, and then we'll play it up. We'll, we'll we'll continue on after that. COVID shot, Moderna, April sixteenth, the second shot, magnetic. Look. Magnet, magnet, right? Watch this it's sticking anywhere. Not even where I got the shot. It's sticking to my head. My cheek, both sides if you don't believe me. Both sides if you don't believe me. My neck, both sides. My head again, leaning over, still sticking, right? My whole body is magnetic. I feel tingling throughout my whole body, and I feel like a weighted feeling on my chest. A month after getting the donor shot in my left arm, my whole body is, is magnetic right now. This is insane. It's creepy is what it is, dude. I'd say it's more creepy than it is insane. But my God, dude. Uh, how do you follow up? How do you follow that up? Guys over here sticking magnets to himself. It's like, my God. What do you what, what do you say after that? Um, go seek help. Crazy thing is, even if he went to go seek help, he wouldn't get it because they wouldn't report it. 
But uh, let me let me read a little bit of this article, then I'll play a quick clip for you guys, and I'll close out this segment for real because, the, again, the information coming out, it's overwhelming. I could spend days and hours talking about it, uh, but I just got to spend – I got I just have to hit these things and move on. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny testifies to Ohio representatives theorized about the experimental COVID injection, leaving people, quote, magnetized and interfacing with 5G towers. This is an article by Tim Brown published over there at Sons of Liberty Media on June 9th. It says, world-renowned Dr. Sherry Tenpenny testified about the dangers of the experimental COVID injection and the phenomenon of metal objects sticking to people's bodies who have been who have taken the gene-altering shot and the connection to the 5G technology while giving testimony at an Ohio, Ohio House Health Committee meeting on Tuesday. Tenpenny stated that the claims regarding the magnetism and 5G were, quote, thoughts as people are trying to figure out what exactly is going on and how these things are working together, if they actually do, which is something that Catherine Often Fitz has appeared to be along with, has, has said appears to be along with things like a cashless society. WKBN reports that Dr. Sherry Tenpenny testified in favor of House Bill 248, which keeps a business or the government from requiring vaccinations. During her testimony, she stated this, quote, I'm sure you've seen pictures all over the Internet of people who have had shots and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead. It sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they stick. But because now we think there's a metal piece to that. Quote, there's been people who have long suspected that there has been some sort of an interface yet to be defined interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. Now it seems to me that Dr. Tenpenny has a lawsuit for slander and defamation, as you will note. The headline in the video below MSN or in NBC News and carried out by other Mockingbird media outlets, the Tenpenny, quote, falsely claimed these things. No, she did not. She specifically said they were thoughts and were, quote, unproven, but they but that they were hypotheses. So uh, let's let's play this clip. And then I'll, I'll I'll play another clip of them explaining what's going on with the vaccine. And I'll close out this segment for you, good people. Nope. So we are not, we're not, this is not playing. Give me one additional second to make sure we get Dr. Sherry Tenpenny on. I need to get this. We need to get her audio and her testimony uh, because, well, she's a doctor for one. She's not censored and she's testifying against all of this. Uh, so here she is again speaking on the magnetized vaccinations. And some of the information that I think had been discussed in your podcast related to EMF frequencies, that was a thought. And, and it was you, I mean, because now, because right now that? we're all kind of um, hypothesizing. I mean, what is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There's been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. Not proven yet, but we're trying to figure out what is it that's being transmitted to these unvaccinated people that are causing health problems. 
Oh, Dr. Tin Penny. Heck yeah, man. More of that. More of that. Heck yeah. Uh, and of course, they, they, they took it out like every other mainstream media outlet does, and they, they demeaned her. But you know, she's on point. She's hovering right above the target. So this is good. These are good things. We're having pushback. We're having people call these people out. I can only wonder what's going to come from this. Uh, but here is Dr. Jane Ruby explaining magnetism phenomenon, right? So as, as you have been trying to downplay this, saying that this isn't taking place, that, oh, no, you know, this is conspiracy theory. It's not conspiracy theory. There are people who are actually doing the research and the science, two different things, on this whole phenomenon. And that's the type of study we need to know. The same way that these nurses are being told, hey, don't report these adverse reactions. Just call them uh, intolerant, right? The same way we're hearing that whole narrative, we're not hearing the actual debate and the actual discussion of why some of these sicknesses are developing, how these adverse reactions take place, and more. Uh, but here is Dr. Jane Ruby with Stu Peters talking about the magnetism phenomena. Well, last week on Friday, we talked with Brittany Galvin, a vaccine injury victim that's been hospitalized in Florida and whose neurologist has confirmed that her serious diagnosis is a direct result of the Moderna injection being referred to as a so-called COVID vaccine. Falsely, by the way, we have reached out to that neurologist and we hope that he will be brave enough to make an appearance on this program. Her diagnosis is called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is commonly ah. referred to as a rare disorder. The disease forces your body's immune system to first attack your nerves, resulting in weakness and tingling in your extremities at the beginning, but ultimately resulting in full body paralysis and death. Since talking with Brittany on this program, I have received hundreds of emails from victims of the jab saying that they too have received this exact diagnosis. And when they try to tell the world, they're censored, blocked, banned, canceled. They're scared to death for their own lives, but at the same time have the strength and bravery like Brittany to be concerned about the rest of us, particularly our kids. Tragic. Social media has also been flooded with countless videos of people sticking metal objects to themselves, an unexplainable phenomenon that at first seemed fringe for medical professionals and scientists who were actually reluctant to associate this apparent magnetism with the COVID shots. You don't figure it out. We're tricked. We're all Brittany Galvin's Instagram account blew up after she publicly shared several self-recorded videos and then one of her team of doctors who was shocked when they themselves tested her magnet theory and saw that it was indeed real. I've received so many emails about this magnetism since that interview, I can't even keep up. But nobody with medical credentials really wanted to talk about it. And the comments on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and all the other platforms were mostly skeptics having a hard time believing that these people were credible. We can't say that anymore. It is real. It's scary. And it's becoming undeniable to everyone that would like for you to believe that it's a hoax. Jane Ruby is an international health economist with over 20 years in pharmaceutical research experience. She's a medical expert, a Stu Peter Show contributor, and she joins us now. Dr. Ruby, this is horrific. Stuart, you hit the nail on the head. It's real. We know it's real. There's an entire science uh, in the literature about it. And we also know something else that's really tragic and horrific. It was intentionally added to these injections 
why you're asking me? Because it is a more aggressive delivery mechanism to get it into every cell in your body. It's a process called magnetofection. And it's this, all this information is readily available. You can do the research yourself. You can look at the government's website, PubMed, to look at the peer-reviewed journal studies that have been published on this particular science. And what it is, Stu, is they are using magnetic fields through different chemicals to actually concentrate the RNA, the mRNA into people's cells. This is in alignment with everything we've been reporting for weeks now. We just know what and how is behind these magnetic phenomenon where people are having these, uh, these items are sticking to them. So what it is, is it's part of the lipid nanoparticle and it's just, it's a super delivery system. And there are, there are places in your body that, you know, other synthetic DNA or RNA should not be going. Uh, and yet these, this approach forces the material, the mRNA encoding to force your cells again, to make over and over again, these dangerous spike proteins all over your body. It's actually a forced gene delivery system. And I wanted to share with the audience, uh, you're going to be hearing something more and more about something called SPIONS. It's an acronym, S-P-I-O-N-S. And it stands for Supramagnetic Iron Oxide Nanoparticles. Where they're putting this magnetic field technology is in and around the lipid nanoparticle envelope that we've also talked about to get this mRNA into your cells. Why do they need to do that? Because the mRNA is so delicate uh, so easily degraded. It's another reason why it has to be stored. If you know the Pfizer shot material has to be stored at, at least 70 degrees Fahrenheit below zero. Uh, so let me share something else with your audience. There's a company on the internet, and, and one of many, by the way, I've been doing all my digging. It's called Chemicel. It's in Berlin, Germany. They advertise, Stu, uh, all kinds of products. There are hundreds of components that you can use to create these magnetic fields around your molecule, right? You can buy it in 200 microgram vials. They're called, it's called polymag. And I wanna share with your audience the disclaimer on Chemicel's website in case you want to buy a little bit of these magnetic fields and attach them to mRNA before you stick them into the human race. And I quote the company, the magnofection reagents and all of its components are developed, designed, intended, and sold for research use only. And here's the frightening part, Stu. They are not to be used for human diagnostic or any drug intended for humans. And this is in these so-called vaccines. This is, these components are what they use, Pfizer and Moderna at least, used in their injections, in these vials. This is why people, you have to get an informed consent. You must be given the ingredients of anything going into your body. And last but not least, just wait. We're learning more every day, Stu. All right, so you, you just made a, a, a very serious and damning allegation on this program. You just said that this substance uh, was intentionally added to create the substance that's creating this magnetism. How can you substantiate that there was intent? Well, it doesn't occur naturally. It had to be added to uh, the lipid nanoparticle. It's the component. We've also heard many experts, in, in addition to myself, talk about the polyethylene glycol, 
portion of the lipid nanoparticle that makes it, you know, a little more fat phyllic or fat, you know, uh, affinity for fat, which normally would just slip it through cell membranes that are very protective. In other words, if you have a water-based membrane, it, it, most a lot of other things can get through but there are places in the body that, that that god in nature never wanted any foreign material to get into and by magnetizing these lipid nanoparticles with these chemicals you are creating a super delivery system a forced delivery system into parts of the body that 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 are not supposed to be and that's why i've been saying for weeks this this material that is injected into your body from these mrna vaccine shots is going to every part of your body, every cell in your body. And while you may not have had an initial reaction that was any of any concern, you are headed for disaster. Please do not, if you've gotten one, do not get a second one. If you've gotten the two-shot deal, do not get any boosters. This is going to get worse and worse and worse. And very soon, Stu. Unbelievable. And they're trying to push this onto our kids. Uh, sure. 12 to 17, we exposed the Pfizer findings that they tried to hide. They kept very quiet. 86% of children that participated in the Pfizer trial experienced adverse reactions, negative side effects. So is this what explains how Brittany Galvin, for example, was able to move away from the injection site itself and then begin sticking metal objects on, say, her cheek and her forehead. Is that what this is? I mean, it's, it's traveling through her system. It's essentially supercharging this shot, this jab, whatever substance is in here, into traveling quickly and infecting, if you will, every single cell in your body. Well, it seems to be a fair enough scientific assumption at this point, because it who's ever heard of human beings in general, in, in good health, uh, having a magnetic force that uh, attracts and holds metal objects to their body, first of all. Secondly, the fact that uh, she was initially sticking these metal objects. If you if you look at the chronology of her videos, she was originally sticking them only around the injection site. I believe it was on her left arm. And then subsequently, she did a video showing that she could get something to stick on her right arm. Uh, and then after that, the video that that you know you featured in in your interview with her was where she was sticking them onto her forehead. This implies to me that there is a generalization of this material throughout the body. Now I don't know what the extent of the toxicity of these magnetic fields, it's never been used in human. And as this company in Germany is saying, it should not be used in humans. So Stu, this is just a crime against humanity of epic proportions. And we're not done. We're not done talking about it. We're not done seeing the devastation. Okay, so I want to address the fact checkers. Okay. And since I have you here, and I know that you're busy, and you sure. have a limited amount of time. But since I have you here, I'm looking at something from the CDC itself. Uh, it says, can receiving a COVID-19 vaccine cause you to be magnetic? In all bold, no. Receiving a COVID-19 vaccine will not make you magnetic, including at the site of vaccination, which is usually your arm. COVID-19 vaccines do not contain ingredients that can produce an electromagnetic field at the site of your injection. Uh, so let me just ask you flat out, are they just lying? Yeah. Yes, they're lying. And Stu, you know why? Because the past is prologue. They also say that these uh, vaccines uh, are safe and effective, which is an FDA legal term that can only be used after providing certain levels of data that these companies have not provided. 
They've lied about the numbers. They're throttling uh, the VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System numbers every single day. We've got yep. countless numbers of analysts sending us materials every day showing how they're manipulating those numbers. I mean, I could go on and on uh, about how many lies are listed on the CDC website. And don't forget, CDC is a is a, basically a, a vaccine patent company. They hold over 58 patents for vaccines that are coming down the pike. So you can choose to believe them, but I've provided, uh, to me, uh, the past is prologue. And if they've lied, you know, all the way up till now, why would we believe them on the magnification issue, the magnetic, the magnetofection? Anyone can look up magnetofection. Look it up. Uh, look at it on uh, pubmed.gov. That's the government's website. Look for it up. review scientific journals. And you can look at the preclinical research and see what they've done and that it is real and that uh, when they've used it in animals, they've had very, very negative results. And they've said, please proceed cautiously if research advances toward human research. She impresses me so much every day also with her uh, diligence in getting back to everybody. I, I don't know how you find the time, her uh, private and go. encrypted secure Proton email, Ruby at protonmail.com. You can also find more on her at drjaneruby.com. There you go. There's Dr. Jane Ruby explaining the magnetic force, the magneto infection that's taking place uh, with people receiving their C-19 jab and more. Again, this is a much, this is way above my pay grade, guys. I'm doing the best I can trying to figure out how to put all this together. Uh, but this is why people are hesitant with the poison and more. Uh, we're going to be taking a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the hour of need that is upon us. You have a pastor suing Louisiana over the COVID lockdown uh, regulation, saying that the world needs to see some manly preachers. We need heroes in this hour. You've also got a study coming out that children on a plant-based diet are three centimeters shorter than meteors, as well as Jeff Bezos and his brother Mark going to space, being the first humans in space. That's right. Blue Origin is launching their flight next month. The hour of need is upon us as they release this poison. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems. One brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. 
CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Welcome back. Final segment. And uh, I think I lost my mind last segment. Yeah. Trying to come up with information to explain how we have become magnetized due to this COVID vaccine. Yeah, you know, I tell you, it's it's hard to come back from that. <laughs> it's kind of hard to come back from. Uh, silent weapons for quiet wars, microwave weapons, and plantable technology. But hey, guess what? That's where we're at. So can't be too hard. Uh, final segment, third segment. <laughs> the hour of need. You know, I think what's what's going to end up happening because we have people who are joining us through uh, Telegram. We have people who are joining us through StreamYard as we are recording. And I think what's going to happen is probably be more sessions like this in the future where we just kind of record live uh, and put out more content. And the reason I say that is because like there's, there's, there's so much stuff and the cool thing about the stream yard and some of the technology that's out there now, you can just kind of play clips after clip after clip if you have them arranged appropriately. And I think that's what we might do with some of the mini casts and the things that we do going forward. And the reason I say that is because there is so much information coming out with the drag queens, with the transhuman movement, with the transgender movement, with, again, what I called at the start of the show, politically correct population control, right? This week I talked about it. The other week I talked about it. 
And what's happening, again, is a culture of decadence, a culture of degeneracy, of hedonism, of moral relativism, and all this other crazy stuff. And we're, we're, we're beginning to see that, man. Uh, declining fertility rates, infertility, sterility, uh, and so many other things, man, it trips me out. And so what happens when the what, what, what happens when the order of the day is evil, right? When, when, when righteousness being dignified, being wholesome, when all that is, 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 is thrown out the window, what kind of society do you create? I don't care about my freedom. Just give me the shot. People don't see how their freedoms are being held hostage by this virus and more and everything else they're giving up. What kind of society is that that throws caution to the wind, that throws God to the wind, that throws humility, uh, 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 again, righteousness, decency, and more. What happens when you just keep throwing all the good things that got us here to the wind? Well, I tell you, I'll tell you what happened. The, de the devil comes in. Oh, you don't want to be good? Great. Let the evil come through. And, and, and that's all that's happening right now. The hedge of protection has been removed. All right. You think about it as well with this previous generation, all receiving this C-19 jab and more. They're not praying for you. They're not praying for America. That's what that half Jewish lady told me the other day. And I wish we saw more of a spiritual revival and it's coming. But I'm telling you, we're not our grandparents. We are definitely not our grandparents. The hedge of protection is being removed and they're testing us. This is one of the greater things that I keep seeing and coming into contact with a fair amount of the folks I talk to. They're not necessarily Christian or religious, but they're spirit. They're spiritual. They read the scripture. We talk about these types of things. They get what's going on. People understand that you have to have a spiritual eye to catch what's happening right now. Because that's what's going on. People have been given over to a spirit of delusion. They have not prayed for clarity. They have not pray, prayed for strength and understanding. They prayed for the PS5. They prayed for some new Nikes. They prayed for frivolous stuff that doesn't benefit them or advance the cause of human freedom and liberty. They ain't prayed for that. They don't want they don't want the tyranny removed from their fellow humans. They just want to go see Bruce Springsteen. And that's what I'm saying. This culture of decadence, of, de of, of, of degeneracy and more, of moral relativism. This is politically correct population control. We're culling ourselves. And I have no other greater example of such, I don't even want to call it wickedness, man, of such just corruption, of such just craziness, than this clip I'm going to play for you guys next. Kid you not. Prepare to have your heart torn out by uh i had to change the article headline they called this woman a demon for cackling as she's she's having an abortion uh, i had to change the headline to not include the word demon uh but now i'm starting to think that i i i should have uh but here is somebody gleefully talking about you know i think uh hold on real quick give me one second guys Let me see if I can, I might have to pull the clip over here. Yeah, since the little description down at the bottom doesn't get removed, I'm going to just play it for you. I don't even know if I want to play it for you guys, but uh, here's a video of a woman cackling over her planned abortion. She's, she she's laughs or she, she cries at first. 
And then she shows you like her pregnancy test. And then she's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? She fake cries like all these other people, says, just kidding, throws the pregnancy stick out the window and starts banging back a whole bunch of wine. She's like excited that she gets to drink, that she gets to get turned. And she's not really that attractive, bro. Uh, the guy that who's whoever had, you know, intercourse with this woman, he saved himself because I definitely would not want to procreate with 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 someone that looked like this and somebody that act like this. So the guy, he might have got out of a, jail, a get out of jail free card because this type of person and this type of behavior. I feel like it doesn't need it doesn't need to spread, man. But it makes me sad that this is the current state of affairs with our generation. But yet with my generation. But I guess that's what happens, right? Let me play this clip just so we can get it on record so you guys can hear it. Because I've, I've, I've unfortunately seen this too many times. Uh, but pray for this girl and pray for the unborn. Oh, my God, guys. I'm freaking out. <laughs> what am I going to do? Just kidding. I already scheduled the appointment. <laughs> I am what conservatives fear. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, guys. Yeah. You see her gleefully cackling like a witch, like a Kamala, like a Kamala Harris, just like, yay, this is great. Now I get to drink my wine. Now I get to virtue signal. Like, God. You know, I think I got to get this witch off of here, dude. I think because <clears throat> in my own personal life, I've encountered somebody like this. Um, I just find it all so gross. I find people like this gross. I find that behavior gross and childish and adolescent and, e and evil, man. You're talking about a life and you're just happy to throw not only yours away, but the child's as well. Who knows? It, it could be because I'm, I'm, I'm my kids on the way. I don't know. But I think a better angle for me to come at when explaining that is from a personal perspective. Like I know somebody who lost who lost a family member because of a botched abortion. They lost a baby and they lost the mother. And so to see somebody just gleefully laugh like, ha, 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 I don't have to have any responsibilities, you know. F my life and F this kid's life. I'm just like, wow, you're a sack of shit. And no, I'm not saying pardon my language. You're a sack of shit. And I am, I am, yeah, I am generally upset that this is a representation of my generation. That we can do this. That we can, again, just throw caution to the wind. We can embrace decadency. We can embrace what they call modernity. And all it really is, is politically correct population control. And so I think the only way to follow up such evil is to follow it up with such, such righteousness. Here's a quick, here's a, here's a clip of a pastor saying, we need more heroes in this hour of need. And he calls it how he sees it. So prepare to have your ears put back on play. So let's, let's listen to this Louisiana pastor saying it like it is. Preachers. There's enough fag, queer, skinny-jeaned, homo-effeminate, 
sissy preachers out there with makeup and mascara on their eyes for the camera? Isn't it about time you get some sweat on your forehead? Isn't it about time you get some dirt under your nails and get some grease on your hands? Isn't it about time you get some blood on your sword? Cursed be the man that keepeth his sword from blood. We need heroes in this hour. Heroes have callous knees. Heroes might get terminated from their jobs. Heroes might get not, not, not get invited to the family reunion, but I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. Amen. Amen. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. And what do you think that what do you think that chick over there just just chose? She didn't choose Christ. She didn't choose Jesus. She didn't choose God. She chose silver and gold. She didn't choose life. She didn't choose truth. She chose lies. She chose deception. She chose manipulation. And so this is what happens whenever you have a spiritually cucked culture, a morally decadent generation. And this is what I'm saying. That hedge of protection is being removed. And we're seeing the darkness, the evil flood in. And because a lot of people don't have a leg to stand on, they, they're not righteous. They don't want to be righteous. They don't want to learn the truth. They don't want to seek after it. Well, guess what? You're going to be of your father, the devil, and he's going to masquerade as an angel of light. I bet that chick thought she was doing something funny. That's the evil thing. She thought she was doing something good, talking about ending a life. A life that she helped create. But she doesn't want to do her duty. She doesn't want to be a mother. And that's entirely up to her, man. Really is. But again, politically correct population control this is the hour of need you're seeing an entire like we, we said this on the show before right when men don't want to be men women don't want to be women nobody wants to work guess what society collapses society fails you got joe biden over here calling mothers this is a title this is a blessing this is this is this is something that should be exalted right i feel like a completely different person thinking of my, thinking of myself as a as a father man you're you're, you're taking away this blessing of a title and you're calling it birthing, birthing people. Way to make people, way to make something generic and lame. Mother is a much more powerful title. It's an accomplishment, an achievement, something that again should be exalted. But to nerf it, putting it in the ground and in the dirt, calling it birthing people, that's a shame. And now they say, guess what? You can't say mother and father because that's offensive to the transgender people. It's like, well, what the hell is that about? Well, how am I the bad guy? Because I got a mother and a father versus these people over here who are simulating a family. A family. So, yeah, no, as you see the decadence come out, you're going to see a lot more righteousness rise. You're going to see a lot more people fight back and you're going to see people step up and they're going to be persecuted. We're already seeing it now. Oh, you, you're not taking your shot? No, well, you're just a dirty human. Oh, you don't have your mark of the beast. Oh, well, you must be a dirty Christian. And then what happens with those people who have been magnetized and vaccinated? This was the, this, this, I'll say this and get back into the articles and stuff, because I'll spend way too much time on this. I was talking to people about this just last night. You got to think about this. And I told you guys about this earlier in the week. You got to think about this, guys. Your body is now magnetized. We talked about this as well on the show, quasi crystals, liquid crystals, things of this nature. Your biochemistry has been altered. We were made whole and pure in the image of God. 
What does Satan want to do? He wants to disrupt and manipulate the image of God because he himself is not a God. He's a joke. He's a master manipulator. They inject us with these magnetized injections, these gene therapies. They alter our genetics. They alter our biochemistry. They alter how we hear the word of God, how we hear him communicating with us. Got to take a little bit of a, a detour on the paranormal trip. Think about this, gang. Anything you read with demonic uh, possession or oppression that takes place, one of the very first uh, signs of the oppression that's taking place is how they're being whispered to. What did we talk about just last year? The suicide spirit or, or the year before last. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. There is no God. You know, your God is dead. That evil crap. And then what happens? It releases itself as COVID. But in, in the beginning stages of, of, of demonic possession and demonic oppression, people always hear voices. They always hear subtle suggestions. People always have to ask the question, are these thoughts my own or is this coming from an external source? Right. This is what, what we hear with demonic possession and demonic oppression. With these magnetized injections, these magnetized gene therapies, you have now made yourself much more susceptible to receiving a different type of signal. I think what I'm a, what I'm trying to get around to explaining to you guys is who's to say that these people who have received these experimental magnetized gene therapies are not receiving subtle uh, ELF frequencies to do things that are not in their behavior, right? Just just the other week, we played for you guys Pierre Gilbert, a French professor, talking about ELFs, extremely low frequencies, being emitted from all these 5G towers and manipulating brainwaves and people's behaviors. Who's to say that we're not in those beginning stages? And so, yeah, no, you're going to have to face the persecution. You're going to have to learn to love the truth and seek after it as well. Because you got the devil over here running amok and lying to people left and right. And because we have been given a, we, we, we have been, a fair amount of people have been given over to the spirit of delusion. They don't know the truth. They don't love the truth. They don't want to seek after it because it scares them. You don't think this stuff scares the bejesus out of me? But what scares me more is losing eternal salvation, is being cut off from God. That scares me more than anything. Not being able to be given and bestowed the, the knowledge and the wisdom that I have been given doing this type of work and more, that scares me. That scares me way more than somebody not liking me because I don't have my experimental gene therapy, because I don't have my get out of jail free card, because I don't have my little gold star. Being cut off from the knowledge supply, from the wisdom, from everything that I've been given, that scares me way more. That's the fear of God they tell you to put up in you. You see, that's the problem. People don't have the fear of God anymore. They fear Fauci or they fear Gates. And so, yeah, no, we, we'll, we will see, as we are already seeing, a great revival take place. And it's going to be rough. It's going to be hard. We're already there. But I guess that's the that's. That's the upside to the dark to the downside is that there will be light in the darkness. And that light is what we will all come across and come to. It's the truth. And we're seeking after it. We are. Uh, but yeah, I, I've, I've got to continue on. This is the hour of need. And there's more. You see. And there's more, you know, just to just just to kind of put a little bow on that. And then I'll get into our next article for you. Good people think about this, guys. In the EU, they're proposing a digital identity wallet for all the EU citizens. So think about this as your 
literally getting this experimental gene therapy that may or may not be magnetized and alters your genes, whatever. They're saying, okay, cool, great. At the same time, we need to launch a digital identity wallet. It's like, how long, why don't you just come out and say it, how long until you tie the vaccines into your global identity? The vaccine passports, the health passports, all this type of stuff. This is the mark of the B-style system. This is the internet of things. This is why you got to stop 5G. This is why I also titled our mini cast, Humanity Will Become a Choice, because it will be. Speaking of choices, let me get back into the news with you good people. Speaking of choices, how about this? Check this out. There is a new study. Another thing I talked with you guys about earlier this week, there is a new study that looks at the dangers of a vegan diet for infants. More of that politically correct population control that I was talking about at the start of the segment, right? So you've got mothers that don't even want to be mothers. They'd rather be winos. They'd rather be winos and destroy their lives. Or you have them uh, wanting the opposite gender of a child post-birth, manipulating them. Politically correct population control. You now have people subjecting their parents to these plant-based diets. And it's not even about like the malnourishment and things like this. If you guys really want to hear my my honest opinions on 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 this particular article, go back and listen to the mini cast we did earlier this week, where I talk about how me and Charles Casson of Truth Is Terrorism and Vegan World Order have talked about this: the malnourishment, uh, the calcium deficiencies, right? Uh, the smaller brains and everything that's associated with this. I'm not looking at this from like a, a, a lifestyle point of view or even like a cultural point of view. I'm looking at it from like a, again, an informational point of view, the data points. This is not something we should subject our children to. Your body needs oils. It needs blood. It needs grease. It needs all the things that you get from being an omnivore. Uh, but this is, again, humanity. We're not animals. And to extrapolate even from that, that's the whole point is to say that animals are better than humans and that humans ourselves are nothing but beasts. Let me read a little bit of this uh, and then we will continue on talking about Burger King and more of their politically correct population control and how they're donating to pro-child sex change groups with every new chicken sandwich that's sold, of course. So while you have vegan children suffering malnourishment, uh, calcium deficiencies, smaller brains, and things like this. This is how they're affecting one one portion of the next generation. The next generation, they're like, heck yeah, we're going to sign you kids up for gender reassignment surgery. Let's mutilate you. It's insane. All of this is insane. Uh, but this is by Shireen Cahill. comes from news.com.au. They put this up June 6th. It says, children raised on a vegan diet may have healthier hearts and less body fat than omnivores but they grow up shorter with and with weaker bones, a study has revealed. Researchers from UC Great Ormond Street Institute of Child Health and the Children's Memorial Health Institute in Warsaw, Poland, recently conducted a study that looked at the dangers of a vegan diet for infants. It focused on 187 children aged 5 to 10 between 2014 and 2016. Of those, 63 children were vegetarians, 52 were vegans, and 72 were omnivores. Data compiled on growth, body composition, cardiovascular risk, and micronutrient status in vegan or vegetarian children. 
it was then compared to the group of children who consumed meat in their diet. Since those who followed a plant-based diet were vegan were on average three centimeters shorter than those who ate meat. They also found vegan children had four to six percent less bone mineral content and were three over three times more likely to be deficient in vitamin B12 than omnivores. At the same time, they also had 25% lower levels of low-density lipoproteins, the unhealthy form of cholesterol, and lower levels of body fat. Quote, we found that vegans had higher intakes of nutrients that indicated an unprocessed type of plant-based diet, which is in turn linked to lower body fat and better cardiovascular risk profile. Dr. Malgorzada Desmond, the co-author of the study, said in a press release. Says, quote, on the other hand, their lower intakes of protein, calcium, and vitamins B12 and D may explain their less favorable bone mineral and serum vitamin concentrations. Professor Jonathan Wells from UCL, who spearheaded the study, said people are increasingly being drawn to plant-based diets for several reasons, including promoting animal welfare and reducing our impact on the environment. Quote, indeed. The global shift towards plant-based diets is now recognized to be crucial for preventing climate breakdown, and we strongly support this effort. We also know that until now, research into the health impacts of these diets on children has been largely limited to the assessments of of height and weight and conducted only in vegetarian children. Our study provides a substantial insight into the health outcomes in children following vegetarian and vegan diets. And then here at the end, is where it explains a little bit more of of basically how there's a warning. Don't feed this type of stuff to your kids. I would definitely recommend you guys to either go listen to the, 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 the mini cast we did on this or go do your own research. It's, it's, it's definitely worth looking into uh, because while it seems good on the front end, you got to think about again, brain development, uh, them literally being three times shorter because of the lack of calcium they might have less body fats and healthier hearts, but, you know, it, 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 it's crazy because it truly is to each their own. Um, but it's just, it's wild to see all of this go down, you know, and the connection I had pointed out at the start of the transmission or whenever I had covered this on the show uh, earlier in the week is you've got to look at how Bill Gates is one of the main owners of farmland here in America. We put an article up just before coming on to the air with you guys. Of, of how uh, a lot of the food that Americans are eating is coming from Bill Gates's farmland. So you might already be eating plant-based uh, meat. You might already be eating Impossible Burgers and things like this uh, because Bill Gates is one of the main farmland owners here in America. And taking a step back from even that, you're looking at how these billionaires, these companies are getting involved in agricultural development. They're feeding you poison. This is one of the main things I worried about with Monsanto and Bayer. You've got a pharmaceutical giant and an agricultural giant coming together. It's like, what? How are we not more worried about this? And these people are spraying our crops with uh, 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 bisphenol A, what, glyphosate, a known cancer-causing agent. <laughs> and people, people think this is a great thing to do. We should all start eating the chemicals that Bayer and Monsanto are spraying. So people really have to look at all this. Uh, you know, and then and then you get into industrial farming, industrial agriculture, and things like this. It's a very, very 
interesting. Uh, it's a very, very interesting component of society to look into, you know, because the very same way that we're worried about supply line disruptions and things like this, food shortages, meat shortages, cyber attacks. What we've got to look at again, and this is this is going to set the stage for Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, sustainable development. Um, can we support all these people? Population control. Should we be killing and should we be growing and killing all these animals? This is where the eco extremists are going to come in, the environmentalists, the animal rights activists and more and say again, hey, you humans are so dirty. You're so bad. Look at the negative impact you're having here on the earth. We've got to take better care of the animals. I'll save that, you know, for future shows, because I know it's coming down the line. But just something to think about the chemicals that are in the food, let alone in the air and the chemicals in the water as well. And how there's a perfect example of how it's, it's, it's adversely affecting us. It's negatively affecting us. It's making our children smaller, weaker, and less smart, right? That's why we have to be guardians and point these type of things out, not hide from the truth. Uh, but here, another thing to think about, more of the clown world, Burger King is donating to a pro-child sex change group with every new chicken sandwich that's sold. How great. Didn't you know that this is what you're supporting when you buy from Burger King? You're supporting sex changes, right? How great. How great. Uh, this is over here at Planet Free Will. It was written by Chris Menahan of Information uh, Information Liberation. They put this up June 8th. And let's, let's, let's read a little bit of this, right? Because they say they're trying to take a, a, a dig at Chick-fil-A, right? Because oh, they close on Sunday because they want to work. They they want to recognize God. How how dare they? So Burger King's like, bet. Watch this. I'm going to get all kinds of kids to have sex changes. Let me read this. Burger King, under the leadership of CEO Daniel Schwartz, has begun donating forty cents for every sale of its new chicken sandwich to a radical LGBTQP lobby group that supports child sex changes, the drugging of children with opposite sex hormones and drag queen story hours. Quote, on June 3rd, Burger King made a cheeky tweet saying it will donate to up to $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars of the proceeds from its new premium chicken sandwich, Chicken, to the human rights campaign. The Hill reported, quote, for every hand-breaded chicken sold, 40 cents will go to the cause. Quote, the company emphasized that the Chick King is available on Sunday, taking a jab at Chick-fil-A, which observes the Sabbath on Sunday. The Human Rights Campaign supports child sex changes and has a manual on their website to help guide parents through drugging and maiming their adolescent children. And uh, for our audio listeners, you guys can't see this. We've got like a little, little chart right here. It says gender transition beyond childhood, common steps in gender transition, you've got the social transition, puberty blockers, gender-affirming hormone therapy, gender-affirming surgeries, and then legal transition. And and what uh, they also don't talk about the same way they're not talking about the magnetization with the vaccines and all the other adverse reactions is how people go through this whole process of transitioning and then they don't have any way to work back. 
So yeah, you might be helping them mentally, emotionally, legally, financially now, but what happens whenever they realize they made a mistake? Do you follow, do you fall back on that? Do you help these kids out? And again, the same way we're worried about the vegan children being, being given these diets is the same way we're worrying about these degenerate, decadent, I guess not even should be or wanted to be moms, but these people who are not going to do what they need to do, man. Like you, you, you've got to look at how they're, how they're, how they're setting us up for failure. It's like, I look at myself as a millennial and all the economic stuff that's about to come down. And it's like, wow, why didn't they, why didn't they tell us what's going to happen with all this gender, all this gender body dysmorphia, all these, all these, all these disorders and all this mental illness, that's going to come up because we were sitting over here trying to be cute and play trendy. Let me get back into this. It says the manual falsely says puberty blockers are quote reversible, even though they, even though the damage they cause can be permanent. Meanwhile, they warn that if children are not drugged with puberty blockers, then quote, physical changes such as breast development are irreversible or, or require surgery to undo. The Human Rights Campaign puts out their own drag queen story hours targeting children with books about kids, quote, transitioning with titles such as When Aiden Became a Brother. They promote mothers, quote, transitioning their innocent children with taxpayer funds. Oh, my gosh. And it's got a video right here. I got to play it. That's the thing is I got to play it. And, uh, man, they put this up September 4th, 2018 over here on their Twitter feed. It's from the Human Rights Campaign. Listen to this. It says, Laura simply wants to protect her trans son, Jack, from discrimination. If Brett Kavanaugh is confirmed to SCOTUS, trans people could lose access to coverage for transition-related care under the ACA. Let's, let's, let's play this clip and then we'll continue on. Here. Okay. Um. Here's what I gotta do. I think we gotta we gotta port this in the right way, so you good people can hear it. Yeah. Let's make sure we get some of this on audio. We gotta hear about. Uh, look at her makeup right there. Look at her cheek. Whoever did your makeup is either really bad or you need to stop smoking cigarettes because your your cheeks. God, man. You know, I got to I got to say, they say, oh, don't teach your kids Christianity. Right. Don't teach them about Jesus. Don't teach them about God. That's that's child abuse. It's like, well, what would you call this? I want Jack to be able to live just like every other person. And I don't think that that's too much to ask. Yeah. My name is Laura McLean, and I am the proud mother of a child who happens to be transgendered. We knew pretty early on that our family was going to end up being a little bit different, 
When our child told us that he was a boy, he became this waterfall of love. And he's always coming to his father and myself, wrapping his arms around us, telling us how much he loves us. And he is telling us constantly about how he's just so happy. Jack does bring a tiger stuffed animal with him most places. <laughs> as early as Jack started playing with toys, he was very drawn to playing with tigers. I gotta stop there because, you know, it's just a feel guilty, feel guilty. You know, this kid, he's not getting more of what he wants. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't sympathize with that because as a as as a legal guardian, you would think that these people have an understanding that you were you're you're supposed to be protecting that kid. You know, you're not protecting them. Yeah, you might be giving them what you want, but are you giving them what they need? Are you teaching them to be like a a, a functioning individual? Oh man, you know, and I and I get it. Some people feel trapped inside of their body; they don't feel like they who like they are who they are. I don't feel like that's what's going on here these days, though, because how many times are we hearing about school, school counselors, guidance counselors, psychologists having an agenda? Having an agenda, right? And when, again, you've got a culture that promotes this. You've got a generation that embraces it. You've got the, the, the previous generation saying, you know, good job. Of course, they're going to do this. It'd be different if we had all kinds of people that were like, heck yeah, I'm going to be the best MMA fighter and the best football player forever. It, 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 it would be like that. But no, that's not the case. You have people promoting this like this is some avant-garde, edgelord thing to do. Not develop a business, right? Not start like a, a, a legitimate movement for real, true human freedom and liberation. No, 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 no. Uh, wave the rainbow flag. And I'm sorry that sounds like bigoted, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, again, chemicals, puberty blockers, everything that comes with this, the genital mutilation, the, 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 the therapy. This is not cheap. I'm learning real quick. It is, it is not cheap having a baby. And I'm sure it is not cheap transitioning your child into a completely different gender. I think this is one of the main reasons why the physician at the ultrasound I did like at the start of the, the, the pregnancy was upset is because I was not with the crap, dude. I was not down to have the baby experimented on. And I'm definitely not down to have some eugenesis muck up my legacy. And so that's where we're at right now. Let me get back into this. I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta finish this. I might switch this to reader mode just so we can, we can, we can get through this. Oh, nope. There's no reader mode, but I'm trying to make a point that what we're seeing right now is, is aberrant. It is not normal. This is not how society operates. This is something that is being forced upon the people. It is not a natural occurrence. Uh, but yeah, that's what you're supporting when you buy from Burger King. That's what this is. When you buy one of their chicken sandwiches, you're helping little Aiden or any other Aiden go through a sex change. It's not just their politics, which are garbage. According to BK's nutritional facts, all their fried pro fried chicken products are fried in an unhealthy soybean oil or other garbage seed oils, which a growing body of research indicates 
could be responsible for all manner of diseases. Just the other week, we talked about how uh, soybeans, isoflavin, the chemical that is making men turn into females, soy boy concept. So great. Of course, they would be behind it. They're already on board. You see, that's why I don't eat fast food like this, dude. All my food is either hand, it's either hand cooked or I know the people doing it, dude. Like, I don't do this. It's great. You're talking grade D meat, horrible work environments. It's all gross. Getting back into the article, it says there is no way Chick-fil-A gives a damn about BK donated to the human rights campaign. Chick-fil-A CEO Dan Cathy, who took over the company from his father in 2013, bowed before the LGBTQP lobby many years ago and started donating to the Southern Poverty Law Center and cut off Salvation Army from supporting Christian values. During the Floyd riots last year, Kathy started worshiping a new God and bowed down on his knees before a rapper and started shining his shoes while insisting white Christians, quote, repent for the, quote, shame and, quote, embarrassment of racism. BK funding the human rights campaign's radical agenda, if anything, is going to help Chick-fil-A's sales as it will make them appear moderate in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at. Buying chicken sandwiches, AIDS people getting, I I don't want to say AIDS, but it AIDS them in genital mutilation, politically correct population control. That's the easiest way for me to describe what's happening right now. It is not normal. Because this next thing I'm going to pull up for you guys is just bonkers. It's just, it gives me, it, it makes me feel weird, man. It makes me feel weird if you think buying chicken sandwiches, you know, to 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 aid in the development or whatever. If you think buying chicken sandwiches to help somebody transition into a, a different gender is crazy. Wait till you watch this video clip of of, of a drag queen on Nickelodeon. Um, pushing the black power fist and the trans flag. Like, we got to get these black people to pre- to protect all these transgender people. I think that was weird. Chicken sandwiches and... <laughs> chicken sandwiches and gender transitions. Watch this drag queen drag gyrate in front of children. Like, again, it's just... It's all out there. Yeah, like, 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 this is some wonderful thing. You know, I used to watch Nickelodeon, man. I used to love Rugrats. I used to love um, a Fairly Odd Parents. I used to love Danny Phantom. You know, I used to love like all the cool shows that were on there, man. The Wild Thornberries, right? Now, look at what they're putting up here now. Now they're showing you drag queens. Like this is the cast meow. Like all the kids want to be drag queens now. They don't want to be artists like Rocket Power. You guys remember Rocket Power? How cool that show was with Raimundo. Whole bunch of like kids out there in Hawaii being surfers. Heck yeah. That's where we come from. That's the type of stuff I understand. But these days over here on Nickelodeon, they're showing you this. You with pride, showing who you are on the inside. You with the pride flag of pride. Show you. Healing yellow is sun, like green, nature blue, army purple is spirit, baby blue, pink, white represent transgender people, and black and brown represent the queer and trans people of color.
I got to replay that, but I'm not going to play with the music, man. Mind you, this is a man. This is a man dressed as a woman in a borderline clown-like outfit with some, some, some crazy colors going on here. This is a lot, dude. This is a lot for me. And making rap, you know, making clever, catchy songs, you know, bopping her hips and shaking her hands. And this is this is weird. And then I think to myself, God, we already got propagandized this with Madia. You know, now that I think about it, we already saw men dressing up as women, you know, with with uh, with Madia. You saw a lot of it with uh, with with Robin Williams. You know, you had a lot of people come out and saying, hey, this is the Hollywood agenda. Right. This is how you become part of the club. You know, you you, you know, you've made it. With the Illuminati, whenever they put you in a movie with a dress, Eddie Murphy talked about it. Dave Chappelle said, hey, this is why I'm not trying to do any of these extra deals because they're trying to put me in a dress. But, you know, that was that was growing up these days. They just go ahead and tell you outright, hey, man, put this dress on. You know, you're 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 going to be. You're be a pedophile. All right with that. We're going to have you have access to the kids. You okay with that? This trips me out. Yeah, I got to cut this off right here. Yeah. So you've got Nickelodeon proselytizing themselves to the drag queen story agenda and more. <laughs> and uh, they think it's a wonderful thing. So let's let's see. What have we talked about in this segment so far? We've talked about a woman cackling over her planned abortion. We've talked about how uh, the vegan diet is making weaker children. We've talked about how Burger King is beginning to pay for sex changes and how Nickelodeon has converted itself into essentially a drag queen story hour propaganda machine. And so with with all this going down, all this, again, politically correct population control, making it cool, edgelord and trendy to make your make yourself sterile and more with all this going down. Society becoming hyper woke, whoever you want to look at it. You've got Jeff Bezos and his brother saying, get me off this planet. Get me out of here because it is not going to get any better. If anything, it's going to get a lot worse. And you've noticed that, I'm sure. But as more and more of their evil stuff gets exposed and comes out and they try to run the corporate line and you know uh, uh, run their games, as they're doing all this, as the evil's coming out, we're going to Mars. We're launching ourselves in space. Hey, we're, we're, we're breaking away from civilization. Have you noticed that trend? Because it's a very real one. Because that's the plan. The elites of this world, they're going to let us have, quote, all the freedom in the world we want. You're going to have enough freedom to be somebody else. Whether or not you'll have the freedom to go back to who you were at the beginning, that's up to you. But we're going to let you have as much freedom as you want. You have all the guns you want to kill each other, as much drugs as you want to shovel into your system. Heck, you can start with a whole new identity as well. They're going to let us have as much freedom as we want, physically and digitally. But while they do that, they're going to be blasting themselves off into space because they know what time it is. That's what I was saying beforehand. The hedge of protection is being removed. As we have a, as we have a culture of decadence and degeneracy, of hedonism and more, nobody's taking the time to pray for us, pray for humanity, pray to God for any of the blessings we've been given. 
we're being given over to 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 fleshly desires to lust and more here is jeff bezos talking about he and his brother going into space you see the earth from space that changes you it changes your relationship with this planet with humanity it's one earth i want to go on this flight because it's a thing i've wanted to do all my life it's an adventure it's a big deal for me i invited my brother to come on this first flight because we're closest friends i really want you to come with me would you are you serious i am i think it would be meaningful have my brother there i wasn't even expecting him to say that he was going to be on the first flight and then when he asked me to go along i was just awestruck seriously if you're willing if you want to yeah what a remarkable opportunity not only to have this adventure but to be able to do it with uh, my best friend i love you i love you (laughs) first human flight so Jeff Bezos is taking his self and his brother to space. Uh, as again, more of the insanity is coming out, more of their craziness is being exposed. Jeff Bezos is like, hey, I'm getting my money, I'm getting my family, and we're getting out of here. I'm not saying they're actually going anywhere. That's this, this is not like a flat earth conversation or any of that type of stuff. But we know what time it is. We know what the agenda is. We know what their plans are uh, and everything that comes with that. You know, and I've said this time and time again on the show, and I'll say it for as long as I can. uh, There shall be no humans in the technocracy, only trans humans. Jeff Bezos has the luxury of being, like he said right there, one of the last humans, the first human flight in the space. That's what we're seeing right now, right? He will be one of the first humans because they're removing humanity from this earth. And I don't mean this like physically. I'm saying they're removing humanity as a concept here on this earth. And that's why you see us giving over our humanity. Becoming the beasts. You see. And that's why we have to fight for humanity. This is the hour of need. We all need heroes, not corporate shills, not people who are going to, you know, sell your data over, not these big tech people. We need real heroes and heroes come from adversity. They experience the hardship, they experience the trials, and they always come out on top because they face and embrace that hardship. I'm telling you, my friends, we're having more and more chaotic periods We have chaos on our horizon, and it's not going to slow down. But just as that pastor in Louisiana said, people are going to stand up. This is our hour of need. The evil has become so overt. The adversity has become so apparent that all we can do is fight. And so don't let any of what these people, this this, this delusion, this lie that's being perpetrated on the people themselves and more, don't let that discourage you because I'm sure you yourself have already experienced in your own corner of the world miracles, majesty, and greatness. I'm sure you've seen the fingerprint of God in your life working to move. Not because he's turning you into a hero, but because he's turning you into who you need to be. 
And that means that we cannot shy away from what's happening to us, what's happening to this world and the signs of the times, because that's the major key. I think in future episodes, we'll most likely be talking about, again, uh, setting the stage for the Antichrist. And this is looking at it from a purely informational perspective with a little bit of a biblical philosophical tinge or or, or prophetic tinge. Uh, But you can see it taking place right now. The same way people have been given over is the same way you have accelerationists don't care about any of this. Extremists that want everybody dead. And how politics is crumbling beneath us. We're seeing so many different things take place, both good and bad. All we can do is try to hold on for dear life and figure out where the chips may fall. You have to understand, we are not in, (laughs) we're not in Kansas anymore. We're in the upside down. We are in the land of Oz where all things strange become normal. And that's what's happening. The Overton window is expanding and it's only going to get crazier and crazier. We, we did not talk about human-animal hybrids, just politically correct population control and how they have to reduce the number of humans here on this planet and pave the way for humanity plus, right? Isn't this the transhuman goal? Isn't this what they plan to do? And they will do this. You just have to ask the question of, will you let them do it to you? And... What you're going to do instead. However, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know we went all over the place. We kind of jumped from topic to topic as we typically do, but it's to give you that deep, comprehensive view as to what's happening to the best of my ability, to the best of my knowledge. You see, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, our exclusive members for for being with us. We've got Amy, we've got Caesar, we've got Pamela. Uh, we, 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 shucks, I forgot, I forgot Cypher's name. We also have Lucas. We had a fair amount of our exclusive members hopping over through Telegram and hopping in with us through StreamYard uh, to be a part of this transmission. I think uh, because we have our exclusive members meeting next, like tomorrow, uh, it'll be very interesting to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, but it's also enlightening to see you guys here with us basically as we're recording because this is something new we're doing i know people hate not getting the information live and having to wait i think this might be something we do more in the future uh, but i really do appreciate you guys kind of rocking with me as we go through these as we go through this period of change as we figure out what we're trying to do uh and what we can do man because the time is short but we can always make it last with more work but again, I want to say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, Amy, Caesar, Pamela, Lucas, Cypher, and more, everybody for joining us uh, in, in, in this pioneering transmission. We're going to be doing a lot more of these, I guarantee. Uh, but as far as for you, audience members who are not exclusive members, join us because we're going to be doing a lot more than just this. But again, I want to thank you guys for being here. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, and the exclusive members, out.